Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, November 9th. That means it's time for Destination Health. We are here live. We have got a big day lined up today. Uh, Lauren's joining me. We are anticipating that Dr. Wilson will be joining us soon. Um, We have it all booked and arranged, but he is a busy guy. Sometimes things happen. Um, So I've got a couple things I'll talk about here in the beginning. Um, We'll see what's on Lauren's mind this morning, and uh, we'll wait for Dr. Wilson to join us. I want to let you know, we really set this up today for you. Uh, I'm sure Lauren and I could talk to Dr. Wilson for the rest of the day without a problem, uh, and I'd love to do that, but what I really want to do is get you to call. Specifically, if you have cardiac issues of some sort, and many, many people do, metabolic syndrome includes cardiac issues, Um, things like AFib, um, if your doctor's got you on blood thinners, call and, and get an opinion on that. Um, how many times do you hear me say on this show, when you finish this call, please call Dr. Wolfson. We can help you with your diet and your lifestyle and stress and all those other things, but you have a medical condition and we need a medical doctor. And whether it's heart related or any medical condition, Dr. Wolfson can help you with that. I understand that working with him and his team can be cost prohibitive for a lot of people. So this is your chance. Call and get a consult with him today. We don't do commercials. We'll spend as much time with each call as we need to. So today really is going to be about you. Uh, so call in. It looks like we uh, we have Dr. Wolfson in the queue right now. So uh, perfect start. I better get to it. I'll bring Lauren in while we're uh, we're getting Dr. Wolfson on board. Lauren, good morning. Uh oh, hold on. Glad I went to you first. My uh, my phone decided to grab the audio. There we go. Try that again. Is that good? Oh, there Are we, we go. On? We are on. We're good. Wonderful. Well, exciting show today. Really excited to have Dr. Wilson on here. And hopefully we do get people calling in for him to answer your questions directly. We already have one already. So that's awesome. Uh, I really do want to dedicate today to the callers. Um, I'd love to be selfish and, uh, you know, just have you and I spend... Our time talking with Dr. Wolfson, it's been a while since we've had him on, but I really want today to be about the callers, and uh, so it's good. They're already starting to come in. Um, Dr. Wolfson's in the house, so we're going to bring him in right now and not waste any more time. Dr. Wolfson, welcome back. Thanks so much, Kevin. It's a pleasure to be on with you, my friend. Uh, uh, Been looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, Lauren here with us as well. Lauren. Hello, Dr. Hello, Lauren. Lauren does all of our. Oh, yeah. Lauren does all of our discovery calls and our one-on-ones. So she's the the interface between our tribe, and she works with them every day. So um, we're excited to have everybody on the show. Um, I'm really excited to have you back. I was just saying that Lauren and I could spend the rest of the day talking to you. 
on catching up, but I really want to dedicate today to the callers. Um, You wouldn't believe how many times I finish a call saying, look, we can help you with your diet, we can help you with your lifestyle, we can help you with stress, but you've got a medical condition, and I really want you to talk to a doctor, so when you hang up, I want you to call Dr. Wolfson. Absolutely. So we're excited about uh, having you here today. To, to And, you know, you and I haven't talked about this, so I want to make sure that's okay. Are you okay taking calls today? Yeah, no, of course, Kevin. Perfect, perfect. Um, and one more thing I think you'll be excited about. This is the first time we've had you back since uh, Cancel Culture got us. We're on our own platform now. Um, we're building everything from scratch virtually everything, um, they would have to shut down the internet to cancel us now. So the beauty of that, our new format, we have committed to no commercials. We don't want interruptions, the kind of topics we cover and when we're working with people, those, especially when we have guests on, the, the every 15 minutes interrupting the flow was just awful. So um, we've committed, we'll figure out another way to pay for all this, but we're not doing commercials. So we get to stay on a topic and stick to it and not get interrupted. So um, we're excited about that. Real quick, before we dive into the meat of things, how's that uh, beautiful family of yours? I love watching your posts. Uh, everybody's fantastic. You know, uh, Colorado is amazing. Uh, you know, we come down to Arizona. I'm in Arizona right now. The new office, everything's spectacular. Again, I'm very grateful to you, Kevin. You know, I've seen, you know, when someone, cause you know, all the marketing, you know, people and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, who's your avatar? You know, and they're thinking, okay, I'm in Paradise Valley, Arizona, the home, you know, of, of multi, multi-millionaires and billionaires and actors and politicians and athletes. And I'm like, it's the 63-year-old guy who drives a truck. That's my avatar. <laughs> and a lot of that is, uh, again, it's, it's thanks to you. And it's just, you know, again, like these people I've seen over the years. Um, and, uh, I mean, and, and, it's, and, and these aren't necessarily, you know, you know, millionaires and multimillionaires. They're people who just care about their health and they want to be, they want to be better. They're just good people who, who care and they want to make that effort. Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned Colorado. Um, Lisa and I lived there for a while. Absolutely loved it up around Conifer. Um, just, and I miss a lot of things about Colorado. And then Arizona, uh, it happened to be one of the Arizona congressmen that uh, was the, what, what got me canceled. Well, he didn't. Well, I guess he did, but he did because I said he should be shot for treason and he didn't like that. So, um, that's all right. It's one of those yeah, things yeah, that. I, uh, I mean, obviously. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember. I remember that, and uh, I don't know if he was voted out or not. If he was up for re-election, he must have been. So. Yeah, you know, I didn't even check. I, I kind of forgot about the guy. Other than I, yeah. I don't even know, remember his name. Um, it's one of those things right. that that happens in life. That when it first happens, it's really a shock. You know, I had been on the air fifteen years. I spent five years trying to get on the air, uh, so it was a big shock. But we took one day off after they canceled us on Thursday. I took Friday off. We came back on our own network on Saturday. We've been on the air ever since. We broadcast live five days a week, uh, and I'm loving the new format. So 
Um, we don't have quite the reach we used to to bring in new people, but we're working on that. Um, we're really happy with our tribe the way it is, yeah. and uh, we're excited. And we're able to. Not that now. Th- are you bringing? Are you bringing on? Are you bringing on other hosts and other programs? We, like, are you trying to develop a whole network? We are absolutely. We already have. Um, we've got a pretty solid lineup right now that we're really happy with. Uh, we have a a maintenance show that's uh, one of our most popular, uh, and that's done by um, several other hosts. We have a Friday show that's all about technology and efficiency in trucking. I have two fantastic uh, co-hosts right now, but uh, eventually we want to let them just do that show on their own. Most of the shows right now, because we haven't built out all of our technology yet, I still have to be on every show. But it's really those co-hosts that are the meat of those shows. And once we build out our technology, the co-host will be able to run their own shows. They'll become the host that will free me up to do new stuff. Yeah, and once we've got the technology, we're really going to get aggressive about finding other hosts and get them on our network. Right now, it's still a little clunky for the hosts. So we don't really want to go out and and push too hard on that. But yeah, our goal is we're going to build an entire network. Well, I mean, from my standpoint, certainly I would love for natural heart doctor, you know, and cardiology coffee. I would love to be, uh, you know, a sponsor and to get more information about that again. So we don't, uh, we aren't, uh, you know, doing, you know, running commercials and stuff like that, but you know, obviously some way to get my name out there, I think would be very helpful. Well, here's what we could talk about that right now, real quick. Um, I, I was a little hesitant to ask you about something like that, knowing how busy you are. But the beauty of our network, we have total flexibility. This doesn't have to be, you know, a show that's every Friday at this time. Um, we've built our own app to listen, and the app holds all the shows forever. Shows never disappear. Um, anybody can listen to any show anytime they want. So we're going to be very flexible with hosts. If somebody wants to do a show, but says, look, I I just can't commit to any kind of a schedule. We don't care. We'll set it up. So when you want to do a show, you do a show. Uh, All of our shows have live callers and we have a system where if you decide you're going to do a show, uh, a text will go out to everybody saying, Hey, we're going live. Call in even if it's just random time. So I'd love to explore that possibility yeah. with you or your team or, you know, yeah, I, I don't really want to do commercials or sponsors, but I'd love to just have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I think any of the above is good. I mean, listen, I, I know that for myself personally, if I was again, like a sponsor you know, of, of any particular show, you know, this episode is sponsored by natural yeah. Heart doctor, head over to we- natural forward slash trucker and get your, you know, free download on seven ways, you know, to keep truckers hearts uh, healthy, you know, while on the road. But I mean, awesome. again, like, I, you know, I awesome. know, you know, listen, you know, um, you know, you got to make money. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm trying to make money to do all the stuff that we're trying to do. So however that helps well, you, man, I mean, I'm, ha- I'm happy to support again. Like I said, you've been very good to me. Uh, love the camaraderie and the brotherhood with you and the family. 
uh, and my family. And I look forward to the time we, we finally get together to meet in person. Absolutely. We, we will talk about that. Um, let's get down to some business here. Um, one thing I want to, well, calls are already starting to come in. One thing I want to run by you and kind of get your take on, um, you know, we've been, we've been working with drivers for eight plus years now, and we have so many success stories. It's so gratifying. And we've watched people over those eight years just continue to get better, which is, you know, so different from what they've told us. I look at my decade of the, my 50s, um, I am healthier going into 60 than I was going into 50, far healthier in so many ways. And, and I love that. We started noticing something a couple years ago, and um, we started noticing that people who had been doing really well for years started to not do quite so well, started to notice some things, um, you know, maybe energy levels or uh, maybe even a little weight gain here and there, some joint pain coming back. And we immediately thought, okay, your diet has slipped. You know, we got to get back to the diet strict. We found out it hadn't, though. It wasn't the diet. They were, you know, nobody had made any major changes in the way they were eating. So we just kept kind of digging into it, and it became pretty apparent that it was stress. Um, not surprising. The world's become so stressful in the last couple of years. So I really started to do a deep dive into stress and, and what could we do about this because my usual recommendations weren't working. You know, the, the same thing everybody says, like learn to meditate, be more mindful, go take a walk in nature, get away from the stress. It wasn't working. And I thought, why do we keep saying this? It, it's not helping anybody. What What's the problem here? And I realized that you know, trying to improve our stress-related problems by avoiding stress was like trying to run a marathon by avoiding running. It, it just, it didn't even make any sense, but that's what we tell everybody. Oh, go meditate, be more mindful. So what I started to work on was this idea of a stress muscle. You know, if, if we allow our muscles to atrophy, they just keep getting weaker and weaker um, so we can't get stronger by avoiding resistance. So I thought, okay, if this is a stress muscle, how do we build it? And I tried all kinds of things, tested all kinds of things. And it, I, I came up with four, there were a lot that actually could make some improvements, but I came up with four things and kept working on them and got them down to a protocol that you could do in about an hour a day. And, you know, if you did it once a week, it would be better than not doing it at all. If you do it two or three times a week, you see pretty amazing improvements. Um, and, and all of those things really put our body through pretty intense stress for a short period of time, which made sense because we know when it comes to resistance training and building muscle, that's the best way to do it. Stress the muscle till failure, um, but but don't be doing you know three hours of working out. So we kind of applied the same approach to this. And, and the four things I came up with um, are cold exposure, heat exposure through uh, infrared uh, sauna and light therapy, the Wim Hof method of breathing, and then um, a really short, high-intensity resistance training. And we even found a, a bar and a band system that these guys can carry in the truck really easy. 
So I've got it down to less than an hour. I do the 20 minutes of Wim Hof breathing in the infrared sauna. So we knock out two of them in 20 minutes. And I found that it actually increases the effectiveness of both of them to do them together. Then we do a quick 10-minute workout with the X3 bar. And then we finish with a cold shower. And it's it's less than an hour for the whole protocol. And we're really seeing uh, pretty incredible results. Sounds sounds spectacular. It sounds it sounds spectacular. I mean, again, all those things have cardiovascular uh, benefits, undoubtedly. I just got done actually uh, speaking in my office to a group about uh, sauna, you know, uh, infrared sauna, and all the different cardiovascular benefits uh, of it. Uh, so I think that's a spectacular approach. Thank you. If you um, I, and you may have already done a lot of this and found it um been through a bunch of different uh, sauna lights and infrared lights and all that stuff and um, i've really settled on a company called sauna space they just build some beautiful uh stuff their their sauna bulbs really kind of mimic the sun pretty closely without any uv their hand-blown glass bulbs with tungsten um elements in them so just uh just really nice. If you if you haven't seen that yet, you might want to check that one. Yeah, no, Sauna Space, great company. Nothing uh, negative to say about what they have to offer. That's for sure. We, we personally, we work with Sunlighten. Uh, they've been in business, you know, for about twenty five years, and they've got the big cabin saunas, and they also have like a, a what's called a solo model. That is kind of like a tube, but it's like it's a half tube. So you lay on a uh, uh, infrared mat, and then you're surrounded by this uh, half tube, uh, and you get inside of that. It's very easy and portable, you know, as well. So I think there's yeah. some fantastic options that are that are there, but there's also a lot of lousy companies that are out there as well, and they don't pay attention to outgassing materials and EMF. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. Uh, and it becomes a problem, but uh, I, I like Sauna Space. Sauna Space is a beautiful uh, system as well. Sun- Sunlight is another absolutely top of the line company when it comes to everything, all of the EMFs, the stuff you talked about. One of the reasons we decided to work with uh, Sauna Space, when I went on their site, they have this kit that turns your shower into a sauna. And I thought, well, that's brilliant. Um, why couldn't we develop a kit to turn a truck sleeper into a sauna? So that's, I, I've already reached out to them to see if we can work on something like that. So um, they, they had a lot of modular pieces that would really allow us to kind of maybe really build something custom for the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we being reported right now? We are. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. No, oh, good. Good. Yeah, uh, two yeah, reco- no, two recordings just in case something goes wrong. Um, uh, real quick, anything uh, anything you want to update us on? Anything uh, big? Any new discoveries? And stuff no, I mean, going on? I mean, I think there's so many. It's so exciting about the you know the health world that we live in and all the different uh, you know things that we do discuss. You know, a natural heart doctor. We talk about eat well, live well, think well. We talk about tests, don't guess. We talk about evidence-based supplements and then biohacking strategies. And I think, yeah, wow. you know, you kind of hit that overlap of that think well area 
and how the think well and the thought processes, but yet kind of using these biohacking strategies to kind of upgrade uh, certainly total body performance and health, but also, you know, mental health and wellness. And I, and I love, you know, the protocol you designed, but I think also it's an opportunity to, re- you know, really in this world, understand that where, where stress is coming from and it can't be totally avoided, but how can we lower the stress burden as well, uh, you know, from overall. And again, whether it's kind of watching, you know, mainstream media uh, or again, people who we may disagree with and relationships that are not healthy and beneficial for us, if those relationships can't be repaired, you know, we need to exit those relationships. And you and I have both lost a lot of friends uh, and family uh, over the years for, you know, dissimilar beliefs. And I think that's okay. Is that again, if we can't, if we can't really can't get along and the relationship leads to more stress than, than it should and the health negative ramifications of that, that we should really work to exit those relationships. We should bless what those relationships were. I thank you for, you know, for all the good times that we have. And I thank you for some of the bad times that we had, but you know what, it's time to move on, you know, from those. And again, if you're unhappy in your work, it's time to uh, really take a good hard look and say, how can I get out of this uh, particular line of work? Or how can I, again, find happiness in, in what I do? Uh, but ultimately, stress will always be part of our lives. And like you mentioned, some part of it is, is natural. So the mental health can be natural. The physical stressors can be natural. That idea of hormesis, that uh, a, a low-grade stress exposure actually helps to improve the body as opposed to no stress whatsoever or too much stress. Uh, again, you know, for example, we're talking about these uh, cold therapies, heat therapies, uh, breath work techniques or, or exercise, we can take those to extremes and therefore they're not healthy, but in just the right amounts as you're prescribing and recommending, that's just perfect to induce what's called that hormetic response or just giving that little bit of stress, just enough to get all the health benefits. You know, that, that was so well said. And the other way we, I approached this was when we first started down the, the diet road, I was so anti-supplement and it was because of my own experience over years as, you know, owning a gym, working with, you know, coaching high school wrestling and trying to help, you know, athletes do better. And virtually every supplement I ever tried did next to nothing. And I got to the point where I thought this, this just, there's just nothing here to this. But once we started cleaning up the diet and then what you talked about, evidence-based supplements, those two things made a big difference. It's like, I, I really believe that if you're eating the standard American diet, the odds of a supplement doing much for you, there are a couple that can help people, but you're not going to notice any big difference. You know, you're not going to take relief factor and all your pain's going to go away when your diet is so inflammatory. So I, I did this total 180 on supplements. You know, if, if this is done right, you have to have some of these. There, there's just no way around it, and they will help. You are going to improve. Uh, the, what you just mentioned on stress, we're kind of taking that same approach. When I was trying to get people to meditate, I've been trying to meditate for 20 years on and off, and sometimes it's just frustrating. And they weren't getting results. And and we would talk about, you know, you got to get away from all this stress, and it wasn't working well. Now, we're at the point where we're just finishing up this protocol. 
Now I want to go back to those things because now I do believe that once you've built some resilience and you've built this stress muscle, that we do live in a very stressful world and we need to escape that overload of stress in meditation or mindfulness or, you know, taking up a, a hobby or an activity that gets you outside a lot. I think those things now will be very powerful. You know, I've said this many times before, Kevin, on your show and in other places and about other people, but I'll definitely say this about you. Uh, with all due respect, I would much rather send any person who is looking for health advice and to be healthy to Kevin to Kevin Rutherford than I would to any medical doctor who I've ever worked with. Now, what does that say about the system, right? <laughs> right. Again, right. I, worked, I worked with brilliant, brilliant people. I worked with brilliant minds at, uh, you know, again, that were trained at the Cleveland Clinic and Harvard Hospital and the top universities in Chicago and, again, all over. And these are brilliant people, but they're just not told anything about health and wellness, so therefore they are not beneficial to be able to guide people to health and wellness. It's kind of like, again, you know, you can put me, you know, under the hood of a big diesel truck and ask me to do something and I will have no idea. And you can look at me and say, well, that's Jack Wolfson. He's an idiot, but it's just gonna, I'm not an idiot. I, just, I was never trained in anything to work on inside of a truck. So these people were not trained in that. And again, they just, they, it's not even that they lost the common sense approach. They never had the common sense approach and that's why, again, when I'm sending people for health and wellness, and again, Kevin's talking about nutrition, he's talking about the lifestyle, he's talking about mental health and wellness and supplements and detoxification strategies. Uh, you know, this is all this is all next level thinking, and I think the more people who gravitate towards this approach, that is the only way they are going to get healthy. You know, it's so funny the way you say that i grew up turning wrenches on and everything and anything motorcycles snowmobiles lawnmowers cars trucks boats um i still love doing that um at the whole time growing up all through my adult life up until the last decade if there was one field i would have said i would never go into it, it would have been health for so many reasons. One, I'm in awe of the people who finish medical school, um, just just what that takes, and then going through residency and, and the whole lifestyle. I'm just in awe of those people, and many of them are brilliant. Uh, and I couldn't imagine ever being at that level of knowledge. Um, and now look at what I'm doing. I, I, um, I can't believe this is what I do every day, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. And I do want to expand on that idea, too, that you had, you know, regarding supplements. And, you know, again, supplements are appropriately named because they supplement everything else that we do, right? They supplement the eat well, the right food. They supplement the, uh, uh, you know, live well, which is the healthy lifestyle. They supplement the think well, which is the right thoughts and processes. So they supplement all that. And it's nice if we can be able to dial it in, you know, with, uh, with testing as well. But again, the evidence is there on all this stuff. And then ultimately, 
the, the proof is in the pudding, right? It's just, you know, I, you've talked to thousands and thousands of people. I've you know visited and consulted with thousands and thousands of patients. They're getting the results when they follow the program and the supplements are part of it. And, uh, you know, again, so, you know, life is all about kind of learning from our experiences and becoming better. And yeah, you know, you had your opinions and I had my opinion, certainly as a, as a hospital based cardiologist, I laughed at the idea of supplements <laughs> and, and everything that I do now, I would have laughed at. So I did a total about face. Yeah. Which I think is one of the most amazing things about this whole revolution in health that, um, you know, we've always kind of had this image of doctors as as kind of like God, you know, and we should listen to everything they say and we shouldn't question them. And a lot of people still have that belief. And for somebody like you to be able to say, look, I had it wrong and, and I, I don't want to do it wrong anymore. I'm going to do it right. I, I think that may be the most incredible transformation I'm seeing in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, most certainly. And I think the healthcare revolution is on it. You know, the last few years really seem to, you know, accelerate all of that where people are just understanding that health and wellness is going to come from uh, within. It's going to come from just eating the right foods, thinking the right thoughts, living the right lifestyle. It's not coming at the tip of a needle. It's not coming from a prescription bottle. It's not coming from your regular medical doctor. It's just uh, coming from common sense approaches, and we've seen so much success with that. I, I love that. Real quick, uh, I forgot to ask you this in the beginning. I had a note. Um, what time are you good till today? I don't want to push your time too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely have a hard stop on the hour, so I got about another 30 minutes. Got it. Okay. Um, we're just going to jump right to the calls then. Um, because we ask for calls and we got them. Our phone lines are slammed right now. Is that all right? Yeah, of course. Perfect. All right. Let's get started in Texas. John, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin, Lauren, Dr. Wolfson. I uh, hope you all doing good. Absolutely. What can we help Thank you with today? Thank you, um, So I had a... Uh, a um, discovery with Lauren last week. Um, and I had been noticing my blood pressure coming back up. I've been off my blood pressure medicine for about a year. Um, well, almost two years actually, cause I got my two year card and it's coming up. Um, but it's always kind of hopped around the, the stage one, the, the 138, 140 over 90, somewhere like that. Never really been able to get it down. And I've been doing the stress protocol lately, but it still hadn't changed. So I had went ahead and did a discovery with Lauren. Um, some of the things I changed was I went straight carnivore um, and talked to her and I got on a good omega-3 that I wasn't on. And the other thing I was doing was we're team drivers in the truck. Um, we do have a somewhat of a set schedule at three to three. So we swapped every time three to three, but sleeping in a bumpy truck and getting the rest that you need is really difficult. And I've been noticing that my, if you look on the Garmin app, I follow my stress and my sleep and I've got the instinct, not the new one. So all I can do is look at body battery stress and sleep. But if you look at the graph on the sleep, the stress that I was, that's raising my numbers so much was during my sleep, like high stress, no rest or very, very little rest and all stress. So 
maybe it's a busy mind. You know, I'm not really sure. Um, okay. Got it. Let, let me jump in real quick uh, so I can kind of clarify a couple things for you, Dr. Wilson. When he talks about the Garmin watch, we're, we're so excited about this project. Um, you know how Garmin has all these specialty watches. If you golf, they have a watch. If you scuba dive, they have a watch. Um, we have worked with Garmin and we've developed a watch for truck drivers called the Garmin Diesel. Um, and one of the things I've really leaned on heavily for, uh, you know, testing the stress protocol, they probably, in my opinion, have the best way of monitoring and measuring HRV um, and then showing it to us as instant stress. And we can monitor our stress throughout the day. And what we found was shocking that some people can be sleeping, even it's measuring good sleep, and yet their stress levels are through the roof all night based on their HRV. And, and it sounds like that's part of what's going on here. So I just wanted to kind of give you some context there. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And I certainly applaud you guys for that kind of, you know, hacking technology to really take a look as, as to what's happening. And, you know, as far as HRV is concerned, HRV is a fantastic measurement. Obviously, the higher the heart rate variability, the beat-to-beat variation, the healthier that somebody is. And that all has to do with sympathetic versus parasympathetic activity. And if someone is in that sympathetic overdrive, and even while they're sleeping, that's very fascinating, uh, they're not going to... Uh, and, you know, I mean, they're not going to you know live long, unfortunately, and they're certainly not going to live well, and they're not going to improve that heart rate variability. So, yeah, whatever kind of different strategies to to improve on that, and maybe it's just it's just a sign again that yeah, is that overall these stress reduction strategies, building them in, can uh, you know can even impact the not even, not only just the quality of our sleep but also, you know, the hormone responses and releases while we're sleeping. So again, if our body is still kind of in this chronic stress state and we're releasing a a lot of cortisol and epinephrine and norepinephrine, then we are not going to, again, improve that heart rate variability and ultimately suffer the cardiac uh, consequences. Um, You know, I mean, certainly while we sleep, you know, one of the key hormones, of course, that gets released, if not obviously the key hormone, is melatonin. And melatonin can be thought of as the, the the counterbalance to cortisol and epinephrine and norepinephrine, or you know, what's commonly thought of as as adrenaline. So we have to have that fantastic melatonin release that does so many fantastic things in the body, including to lower blood pressure down. So. I wonder what's happening to the melatonin levels of the people, even though they're getting quality sleep, maybe by other measurements. Uh, I'm thinking that it could be a melatonin uh, secretion issue. And ultimately there's a lot of different reasons why there's melatonin secretion issues uh, that unfortunately people who drive for a living uh, have difficulty with. So one of the things I've discovered John. with, the, I'm sorry, Lauren, let me finish this and you can jump in. Um, yes, go ahead. One of the things I'm finding on the the wearables, uh, because I've done so much work on these, I could start a wearable store with all the devices I've tried and threw in a box. Um, even Garmin, which I absolutely love this device. 
We, I, I still don't think we understand sleep. And I, I don't think that most of these devices measuring sleep are very accurate. And, and the, the HRV is really what kind of started to point that out to us. Um, and the ability to use that HRV and measure whether we're uh, in sympathetic or parasympathetic. And like I say, sometimes it, the, the device is showing that you're, you've got good sleep. And yet, where somebody is stressed the whole time they're sleeping, those two things just don't square with me. You know, Kevin. Yeah, one I, thing that I would. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lon. Well, I was going to say, I think it's important that we also know that John, I'm, I'm looking back from my notes from the, you know, the, our, our, our time together on the discovery call. And. Right. He is a team driver and his sleep schedule is all over the place. And he's driving a lot of the time. If I'm correct, John, did you mention it was like 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. that you're awake and working? So you're sleeping right. at your, your, your you know, your, 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 her, her circadian rhythm is just very off. And that I think is playing a huge part into what's going on here as well. Dr. Yeah, Wilson? I, I believe so, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, really the issue, or we can all talk about and say, hey, listen, you know, there's, there's the best way to live, and John and a lot of people who drive for a living are not, but obviously we're in the conversation of, okay, this is John's life, and, and how can we improve on that? And that's why I was surprised to hear that maybe some of the other measures of sleep were good, yet heart rate variability was down. And I think, Kevin, to your point, maybe there's something that's uh, kind of amiss in some of the technology. And I agree that HRV is, is a tremendous arbiter uh, for us to be able to look at. So I love that aspect. I don't know. You know, Lauren, Kevin, you guys can weigh in on this. I'm thinking that, uh, that maybe that uh, obviously outside of t getting tested for sleep apnea, but another kind of biohacking strategy that somebody could try would be mouth taping. Uh, James Nestor, Patrick McCown, other people that talk about mouth taping, maybe while John and others are, are, are supposed to be sleeping and, for, and doing the mouth taping, therefore forcing all breathing in and out of the nose. And I think that ultimately uh, has had some profound effects on my patients and including improving heart rate variability and ultimately lowering blood pressure. Oh, I love I'm that. So happy. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's funny that you brought that up. I just got done reading, or, or I'm almost done with the book Breathe. And in the beginning of that book, that's what they talk about is putting a piece of tape over the lips, that breathing through the mouth. It, it, I mean, all of that. And that is something that I realize because I can wake up with a very, very dry mouth. I'll even wake up knowing I was breathing through my mouth and not my nose because maybe I was on my side and it's not as clear. I get on my back and now it's clear through my nose. So that, that very so, well could be part of the so, problem. And it's, you know, definitely part of the hacking I'm trying to figure out. So, John, I'm, I'm going to cut you loose. We've got a lot of callers and I see time's getting short. And I do want to uh, go over this call with you, Dr. Wilson. So a uh, couple things I want to get your opinion on. But first off... Um, the fact that he's seeing a slight increase in blood pressure here based on the sleep issue would not be surprising to you at all, right? No, most certainly not. When you're increasing cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and likely decreasing melatonin, blood pressure goes up. But, you know, for everyone who's listening, obviously, 
the uh, you know high blood pressure is a sign that there's a problem, and that means we need to fix it. So the you know the uh, the problem is not that someone is deficient in blood pressure pharmaceuticals. There's something that's driving the blood pressure, obviously, and many things, and then we have to improve on all of those things uh, as well for blood pressure. I do want to give out you know a, a shout out to my. Uh, brothers and sisters who are chiropractors out there. And again, the chiropractic adjustment is proven to lower blood pressure by 17 over 10 uh, in in trials that are done on that. Again, the top number by 17, bottom number by 10. And again, people who drive for a living, and again, they're not breathing, they're not getting good spinal hygiene, uh, getting chiropractic care on a regular basis, I think is a phenomenal strategy. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I have been... Um going to chiropractors since I was uh, in middle school and totally screwed up my neck in wrestling, and I, I just love their approach. I have a question for you. I, I know a lot on your post. You're always kind of looking for chiropractors in a certain place. I see that quite a bit. Do you maintain kind of a network of chiropractors around the country that you recommend? I've, I've tried, and I think that's a fantastic endeavor. It's just, again, the country is so big, and, and we've tried to get some of that information on our website. So oftentimes, yeah, when people call in or email in and they say, right, do you have a chiropractor here or there? Then I just uh, put it on the Facebook. Uh, we get fantastic responses from people who I trust. Uh, that we're getting the best chiropractors in the world to be able to refer people to, and that's kind of what we're doing right now. I, I, I'd love to talk to you more about that and, and work with you on that because that would be a, a big benefit for our tribe as well. Um, so going back to the, the, the sleep issue here, because it, it seems like that's going to be the core issue we're going to have to deal with, one of the problems we haven't had a whole lot of luck solving you know it, it, it it's so nice that we work with such a specific group of people we identify a problem because they're calling us about it all the time and then we go look for solutions and if the solution doesn't exist we create it i mean that that's really our model of what we do every day this problem we are just stumped on and you understand a driver and how goofy their schedule can be and how sleep can be so interrupted but this subset of, of drivers now that are teams and a lot of husband and wife teams, which I love. I mean, what a, what a great way they get to run their business together or work together and they get to see the country. And I think it's just a great thing. But this is such a horrible environment for sleep and we haven't figured out much to make this better. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, again, it's just a matter. It's very easy to say, okay, well, listen, you know, uh, uh, change your career or your path. But again, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to lose any truckers on the road, right? We need more, right. more people who are driving our goods and services, you know, around the country. So again, how can we, how can we take uh, a, a health pro a, a profession that may not be the most healthy uh, by definition? And then how can we, you know, support those people? Obviously that's why, you know, we're having this conversation and again, God bless, you know, why you and your team do what you do, Kevin. But you know, I wonder, too, if there's some opportunities, again, as we look into the supplement realm and we look at other advanced hacking strategies and we're talking about mouth taping and, again, your whole stress reduction protocol, which, again, mouth taping has to do with the breathing. And then, again, that ties in with, you know, with uh, Wim Hof methodology and, and how all that works in together. So there's opportunities there. 
But I wonder if even from a a supplement standpoint that somebody could try uh, and see how they do on melatonin, even a very high dose melatonin. Uh, a lot of people complain of feeling groggy after melatonin use, but that tends to go away after the first few days. And melatonin as a supplement can be a, uh, you know, again, a very anti-inflammatory, antioxidant strategy. And by doing all that, it can really help to lower blood pressure and other cardiovascular parameters and, and tests that we would look at. So I don't know what you and Lauren think about that, like a high dose melatonin protocol. So again, you're you're ready to go to bed, and now you would take something again, whether it's a 25, 50, 100 milligram wow. of melatonin, <laughs> and see and see what it does. Now there is no there is no evidence that's ever been shown in thousands of studies that taking supplemental melatonin suppresses your own wow. melatonin production. Outstanding, but that may be uh, one of the many things that we could do to try. To, to improve things naturally. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I want to explore that more with you because we have been a little hesitant because of all the talk that, oh, you shouldn't take melatonin too long or high dose is bad. Or, so I, I'd love to explore that with you. One other thing, uh, unfortunately, um, sleep apnea in trucking has been hijacked by special interests. They've they've tried to make it mandatory. Once a driver gets stuck in that world of sleep apnea testing, they can their their doctor can actually mandate um, a CPAP machine that they monitor all the results and how often they're using it, and it it actually puts their medical card at risk. We as much as I understand it is it is a thing. We try to stay as far away from it as we possibly can because it has become just a mess in trucking. Well, I mean, again, I think that we can assume that a lot of people, obviously in general, I mean, the, you know, as far as the general population, there is such the high prevalence of sleep apnea. So, again, we need not have to test people for that to come up with a definitive diagnosis I think anyone who's listening, maybe operate under the assumption, especially if you've got health issues, high blood pressure, coronary artery disease, uh, if you, again, feel fatigued, if you are overweight, if you kind of fit that profile, that you have sleep apnea. Now, the question is, what are we going to do about it? Well, of course, all the things that we talk about, Kevin, you know, eat well, live well, think well, all right. help to, you know, reduce weight and, and to get rid of sleep apnea. I think mouth taping is a fantastic strategy uh, as well, you know, for people with sleep apnea. I think there are, you know, just even the focus, uh, and as we do the mouth taping and as we go along, now we're actually learning how to breathe through our noses again, which is totally normal and the most effective way to do it. And as that happens, we're going to see less incidence of sleep apnea. You may also want to, you know, um, another thing I would have people look at too, which I think is pretty cool, is to have people look into what's called a tongue tie. Mm -hmm. So a tongue tie is a piece of tissue under the tongue that attaches the tongue to the bottom of the mouth. So check with your holistic dentist to get identified for tongue tie because the tongue tie release procedure, either with a scalpel or with a laser, 
can actually help mobilize and improve the movement of the tongue and decrease sleep apnea. Because again, Kevin, we talk about this, right? You do not have sleep apnea because you have a deficiency <laughs> in CPAP machinery. You have sleep apnea for a reason. So fix it. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like saying, okay, well, you know, I don't know if I'm overweight or not because I've never been onto a scale. I haven't been I, tested yeah. to see. Well, the reality is, again, we can see that with our eyes. You know who you are when you likely have, you know, sleep apnea. It's just, what are we going to do about it? So let's come up with strategies to do something about it. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our, our best strategy for this team sleep issue or sleep issue in general is just you may have to double down on everything we're already doing. You may have to get really, really strict on these things because that's all we have right now. Now, you just brought up two great options that we really haven't explored, and I'm going to the um, the melatonin use and, and the mouth taping. So thank you so much for that. Let's. Uh, I know time's getting short. Let's grab another call. We're going to go to Wisconsin. Valerie, welcome to the program. Hi, good morning. Um, I enjoy listening to your show, and I've been on a pretty strict paleo diet for many, many years, and it took away so much arthritic pain. I'm just, I'm so grateful that I've been so healthy up until the end of August. I woke up to go to work, was about to leave the house, and immediately I got an all-around dizziness, couldn't function, sick to my stomach, thought I was maybe having a stroke, so I called 911. Went to the hospital. They ran every possible test. Uh, They kept me in the hospital for six six days and couldn't find anything. Since that time, I'm still dizzy, 24-7 just about, and I've seen every kind of specialist Unfortunately, not a cardiologist, but I've been through neurology, neuroscience, everything, ENT, it's not my ears, um, ophthalmology, only to find out I have cataracts. The one thing that I've been reading is that 60% chance this is anxiety or stress. I'm upset that the medical doctors don't just come out and say, listen, we can't find anything physically wrong with you. Let's work on your anxiety. My first thought, and I certainly want to hand this off to Dr. Wilson, my first thought is I'd love to monitor your HRV um, and see where you are. If you've got a very low HRV and you're constantly in that, um, sympathetic mode, I, I would, I could certainly see this happening. Dr. Wilson, what do you think? Yeah. You know, again, I've heard many of these stories before. And again, ultimately if we label someone with anxiety or whatever, I, I think in a lot of ways it's a medical failure, especially if they can't really identify and say, well, yes, you know, I was normal one day and then one day I was the next, but there was no major stressful event that happened. And then we label somebody with stress and anxiety. I think that was the wrong move. I'll tell you something. When you mention your story, I'm thinking again, when someone says, okay, you know, they're in their home and then one day they woke up and something was different. What happened in the home? Did somebody install uh, you know, a smart meter? Did they put a cell phone tower behind, you know, your home? 
Is there, again, was there chemicals released around the home, pesticides around the home? But I'm going to tell you the most likely factor, and that is mold, M-O-L-D, that you have water damage in your home. There is mold in your home somewhere. You're being poisoned, and your symptoms are, are all from mold mycotoxicity. Are the, are the home tests that are available for this accurate enough? Uh, the answer is yes. There are okay. many different ways, um, you know, to test. I think that the number one way to test your home is what's called an ERMI test, E-R-M-I, and that could also be done for the inside of a truck. Uh, oh, by the good way, point. so again, it's not just a home that could be affected by water damage, but it could also be inside of a truck, you know, for or, or a car, you know, any kind of vehicle, or you know, your office. So again, an ERMI test, uh, you know, can can do so, uh, and I have you know links, you know, for that kind of stuff as well. But that's what I think of, you know, certainly when people again like this dizziness, this brain fog, you get worked up six ways from Sunday. Nobody knows what's going on. It's a classic, classic case, you know, for for mold mycotoxicity. Is it now? Someone else lives in the house with me. Would that person not be affected? But I'm affected. Correct. Yeah. Three, three out of four times, it, it affects the woman as far as overt symptoms. If there is a male in the home, the male may not have symptoms. But again, the male, it, it's just a matter of, you know, some people have symptoms that are related to it. And some people, again, have no symptoms, but maybe they suffer from high blood pressure or they have a heart attack or they start to develop Parkinson's, you know, symptoms or MS kind of symptoms. And it's from the mold. And again, the best, you know, two, two ways to look at it. One would be, as Kevin said, right, you test the home. The other would be testing yourself and you can actually test urine for mold mycotoxins that can come from food. But and also these toxins, these mold mycotoxins that come from water damage and surfaces and they're more the environmental molds. We think about black mold, which is stachybotrys. And I believe it's a 21st century uh, health crisis. Okay. I guess please, that'll be please, that, please. my next approach. <laughs> yeah, please. I mean, so, again, uh, it's it, it not it really, it would have been my first approach uh, if it was me, you know, working on the case. But, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, it's unfortunate so, the medical doctors come back uh, empty handed, but we get zero training in mold mycotoxicity. And the natural holistic doctors are understanding this more and more every day. So, Valerie, do you drink coffee? I do. I drink so, my bulletproof every morning. Are you so, Doctor Wolfson? Wouldn't this be a great time to switch to cardiology coffee to lower that mycotoxin load? <laughs> I, I appreciate the promotion of our cardiology coffee. Yeah, and I think that's a great time to switch. But you know, uh, Dave Asprey is the founder of Bulletproof Coffee, and he actually founded that company because he was looking for a mold mycotoxin-free coffee because he is one of the uh, you know people who has been very, because he was mold toxic and mold sick, and he did a lot of mold research and recovery. So he created a coffee company, actually, that was helped to support that. Now, the one thing I would say about Bulletproof is that it's not organic. So what's exactly. great about cardiology coffee is that we tested for mold mycotoxins, right? But it's also... Um, 
you know, uh, uh, you know, tested for, you know, it's also organic as well. Kevin, if I can, I want to expand on one more thought too, because sure. I think you'll find this interesting and you too, you know, Laura as well. You know, we all, we often talk about different toxins in the environment, right? We talk about uh, mercury and lead and arsenic and cadmium. And we talk about uh, artificial, you know, uh, uh, you know, flavors or colorings or, or odors so, you know, laundry detergent, fabric softener, dryer sheets. We talk about uh, EMF, wireless communication radiation, and all those are incredibly toxic, no doubt, and it's very easy as much as we can to remove those from our lives. But mold is unique because mercury, for example, is not a living thing. It doesn't have any thought processes that says, okay, I'm mercury and I want to injure people. Asbestos, same thing. Uh, fragrances, same thing. But mold actually is a living organism that wants to kill things that may potentially interfere with its survival. So what, again, it produces these mycotoxins that are designed to kill off other molds, that are designed to kill off bacteria and viruses, and they're designed to kill off humans. <laughs> uh, interesting that uh, a couple of years ago I had some I, I actually thought RA was coming back for me I, I had some joint pain that I just couldn't identify um, and I, I had remembered that while we were traveling uh, we had a water leak in our coach. It got into the ceiling and swelled up all the material up there and, and um, I wanted to get it fixed but I was on the road I wanted to get it torn out it but until I could get back, you know, and, and have it fixed. So, you know, I threw on a mask and some gloves and I did it all myself. And when I couldn't figure out the, the symptoms I was having, um, turns out I, I did some blood work and I was just loaded with aspergillus. Yeah, you know, as much as you're a do-it-yourself kind of guy, and again, like you said, you know, you you were kind of you know born with a wrench in your hand. Yeah, it is best to let that you know let the professionals, you know, and again, there is a whole field of people that are mold remediation specialists. There's mold testers. There's mold remediators. Uh, and then, of course, the, you know, and you know, listen, we talked about evidence-based supplements. There's a lot of supplements that can be used to support people. Uh, that are effective and they work and first and foremost are just some of the binders. So, you know, the caller may look, you know, may want to look into getting some binders and whether it's an activated charcoal or bentonite clay or some of the many other, you know, humic and fulvic acids. There's a lot of different quality binders that are out there that can help symptoms, but we still have to go after the cause and we still have to go over it, you know, and find where the mold's coming from. It's not enough just to clean the air and to add binders and detoxifiers to our bodies. We do have to remediate the source, but while we're waiting to do so, which should be expedited, but while we're waiting for that short period of time, uh, you know, those binders are very beneficial. And then, of course, you would continue with the binders throughout the process. But binders can make someone feel better, like the caller can make them feel better within minutes. Wow. So one other question wow. I know I, I know we've got to cut you loose here in just a minute. Um, is this an area where the detox effect of uh, infrared sauna could help? Thousand percent. Uh, oh, mold mycotoxins are proven 
to be in sweat. So yes, um, and, and again, so not only the sweating process can help get some of those mold mycotoxins out, but again, as you use infrared sauna, and as you improve health at a mitochondrial and subcellular level, that's all going to help with the detoxification process. And that's why I think it's also very important that kind of after that sauna, that people do take some of these binders as we're mobilizing all these toxins. We got to bind them up in the gut and poop them out the other side. Fantastic. Dr. Wilson, I, I could do this all day. Uh, we have a lot of callers left, but I, I know you've got to get on with your day. Um, I absolutely want to talk well, to you well, about... You know I mean, it... Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say, I've got time for one more call if you guys are interested. Absolutely. We will do that right now. Kay, you are the lucky winner. You get the final call today. And she's there in Arizona, by the way. Or your phone was anyway. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. It's great uh, to hear you. I always say prayers that you're going to be on the air and that nothing stupid will happen again. <laughs> Thank you. Of people who don't understand how life works, and I, uh, you, you caused me to laugh this morning. You said I found this bar with a band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I knew I get it. Talking about <laughs> I get it. Lauren, it's great to hear you. And Dr. Wolfson, wow, it's great to have you on this show. But I'm mad at you because I'm in Arizona and you're not. <laughs> uh, well, I am in Arizona, actually. Yeah, we're, we're in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm sitting here in Scottsdale, Arizona right now in my office on uh on lincoln and and scottsdale roads but um you know again i, I guess uh you know listen one of my you know uh you know, one of my uh, you know things that i'm really trying to do you know most certainly uh and again i you know i bless you know and thank you know kevin and the team for having me on is to get my message out far and wide because cardiovascular disease is the number one killer worldwide and the medical approach uh standard medical approach is an absolute failure and it is causing millions of people to die needlessly so the opportunity for me to you know talk the talk uh you know to the audience is is obviously very very important and i'm again very appreciative true words were never spoken thank you so my goal at this point in life i'm retired from electrical engineering and now i teach yoga four times a week but my goal is to age with active grace and in doing that, I've, I've got a few challenges. Um, uh, I don't think age is a challenge. I'm pretty doggone happy. I'm blessed with low blood pressure. Um, I teach yoga four times a week, and I walk, and I have a great dog, and I have a good community. Um, but I've been doing a lot of studying lately on this, the aging part, uh, and I've, I've been following Kevin for years. Um, and I've been changing my diet even more. I did do uh, actual keto for a couple of years, no problems, but I have finally switched to organic veggies, more veggies, and I've been watching bunches and bunches and bunches of docu-series with, you know, basically everybody in the world, including yourself. Um, I did the whole Nick Peloso, the Jason Paul, Jonathan Landsman. And, and I happened on somebody who is Dr. Edward Group, and boy, did his stuff resonate with me. That being said, um, 
I have problems with sugar. I have eliminated the grains. Yay! And I don't have arthritis. I notice if uh, I happen onto some wheat, <laughs> I get a little arthritis in the hands, but you just got to notice it before you eat it, right? So I have SVT. And it doesn't happen often, and I think I have narrowed it down to the following items. High humidity, hot weather, I'm in Southern Arizona, exhaustion, hunger, and dehydration. When I have all of those together, it's a recipe for disaster. So I'm pretty careful about that, and I haven't had any symptoms in the last two years. Um, prior to that, I only had about maybe three to four episodes. I went in to get ablation, and um, they shuttled me out after saying, no, it's too close to your heart, and that's uh, too dangerous. Okay, so I've got my symptoms. I know what to do, how to take care of it. I noticed early this year I was starting to have edema in my in my lower legs, just above the ankles, and I think that's sugar. I have some skin issues, just um, I'm very fair-skinned, I'm Celtic. And I, in all of those docuseries and stuff, they said, yeah, if you've got skin issues, part of it is certainly hereditary, but part of it's also diet. But I think my biggest problem now is, is I've always had cold hands and feet, always, since I can remember as a kid, cold hands, cold feet, and I had the red, white, and blue ray nose. With that, um, I think my next path is because you're not local anymore, but I could make a trip up to Phoenix. I think I'm leaning toward traditional Chinese medicine or an herbalist. What say you? Well, uh, you know, I mean, again, you're obviously very knowledgeable and very educated, and you've been listening to Kevin for all these years, and you're listening to all these summits and all these fantastic speakers. So again, the whole concept of eat well, live well, think well is very familiar to you. And I want everyone to understand as well that, again, we often debate the food story, but the live well and the think well is just as important as the food story. And they all play in together. They all are equal and they all play in together. But ultimately, we come up with test, don't guess. So by using the most advanced testing, blood, urine, saliva, stool, whatever's necessary, that's where we can really dial in where some of these problems are. Now, it's very easy for someone to say, oh, well, you have SVT, try magnesium or try potassium. Well, do we know if it's magnesium, if it's potassium? We don't know unless we test. Is an omega, is it an omega-3 issue? Is it a copper issue? Is it an iron issue? Again, is it mold mycotoxicity, environmental toxins? Is it leaky gut? Is it this leaky gut leading to extreme you know, uh, inflammatory uh, situation in the body, immune system activation, immunodysregulation? So there's so many different factors uh, that are involved. So I think when you work with a quality holistic healthcare practitioner, they can really help you dive into uh, the, you know, some things you may be missing, but then also do the testing, interpret the testing, and then try some other approaches that would be helpful. But again, you know, caller, you're not deficient in ablations. There is a reason why you suffer from whatever SVT that it is, right? right? I mean, Kevin, right? You're not yeah, deficient right. in a cardiologist burning tissue in your heart. That's not the problem. And ultimately, 
the cardiologist can solve the SVT with the burning procedure, you may receive total relief. But the problem is if you didn't get rid of the cause of the abnormality, then you're going to suffer something else down the road. Uh, Dr. Wilson, first off, thank you so much for taking the extra time for this call. And um, you touched on a point that is important for me right now. I started down that path of more and more education. I, I took a blood you know, analysis course and was going to go into another advanced course on that. And I, I stopped myself and I said, wait a minute, I could spend an awful lot of time doing this and never be nearly as good as somebody like you. So we've kind of stopped as, as a company. Our model is we want to be that first contact. We want to help them with the diet and the lifestyle and the stress. And, and I even have some ideas for her cold hands and cold feet. But we really want people like you on our team that we can say, look, this is, this is how we're going to solve this problem now. Um, and we want to be able to make that handoff. So, so thanks so much for, for, you know, being open to that idea. Cause that's really what our model, I, I don't want to have to go try to learn all that stuff. Um, I love what I do every day, but I really love the ability to hand somebody off to you and know they're going to get taken care of. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and again, I appreciate that. And obviously I've spent many years and so is my team studying that. And of course, you know, Laura on your team and her expertise and I will say this to you, Kevin, you know, certainly if you could accomplish all that, you are an amazing, amazing man because you know so many different things from the, you know, the, the financial aspect of, of trucking and the financial, you know, uh, uh, you know, healthy, you know, or like what we say is kind of like wealthy, wealthy, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we're well, meaning our health is well, but we're also wealthy, this wealthy, wealthy concept. But again, if you're able to, to you know, be, be the expert in all these different areas, God bless, because that's amazing. And I think if anybody's capable of doing it, it's certainly you. Well, and again, if I were to try to just keep diving deeper into all of those things, I've kind of given up on trying to stay up with the tax code the way I used to. I'd just rather help somebody with that initial contact. If the problem goes deeper, I can hand them off to somebody that does that every day. I may be able to learn all of those things, and it kind of is a gift, but I learn things kind of in big picture you know, on the surface. And if I wanted to, I could do a deep dive, but I can't possibly come anywhere near the knowledge that you have in this area. So I, I love my part of what we do and, and what Lauren does, but I think to really help people the most, I have to have people like you. Uh, and one other thing, I want to apologize for every time you say that I laugh um, you were the first one that introduced me to that concept of you are not deficient in a pharmaceutical or a procedure. And I, I just, I love that line. Every time you say it, I laugh. Same. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to turn back. I'll give credit to my wife because my wife is the one who, who opened up my eyes to all things health and wellness. And, uh, uh, you know, again, I'm very, I'm infinitely grateful, you know, for her and everything she's taught me. So, and then, you know, to the people who taught it to her and, and just a long line of, uh, you know, knowledgeable and just common sense, you know, people who just understand that, you know, again, we were, you know, we were built, you know, by, uh, by our creator and we were built perfectly, and we screw it up with man-made uh, poisons and chemicals. And if we can reverse all that, that's our longevity strategy. Fantastic. Um, 
Dr. Wilson, thank you so much for today. It's been just an amazing day. Um, and I really look forward to kind of reconnecting and seeing what else we can do going forward. Um, anything you want to close with? I know we've got to let you go. No, I, I sincerely appreciate it. And everyone who's on again, you know, just to reiterate that, uh, you know, um, there's a time and a place for modern emergency medicine and traumas. And again, we're very thankful for the, the men and women physicians and all the other, uh, you know, healthcare personnel who are doing that. But when it comes to prevention, unfortunately, the medical community has nothing. The pharmaceuticals are not prevention. They never will be. The injections are not prevention. They never will be. And ultimately, we have to become our own best advocates. And yeah, we're not going to learn everything in particular. But again, if we seek out people who can help guide us to health and wellness as, as a coach and as a mentor, that's what the ultimate strategy again is. So, you know, thanks so much, Kevin uh, and Laura, for having me on and, and blessings to the entire, you know, Rutherford family. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I, I've started a campaign. I'm sure it's not going to go anywhere, but I, I'd love to rename um, the system to the sick care system, the, the traditional medical system. I, I think what you do is the true health care system. I agree. I, you know, and again, I say this about natural heart doctor, the worldwide leader in cardiovascular health. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're like, uh, you know, bigger than Cleveland Clinic and Mayo Clinic? No, again, those are the worldwide leaders in cardiovascular sickness or the worldwide leader in cardiovascular health. Love that. Real quick, mm -hmm. what's the easiest way for somebody to find you? Hey, grab a copy of my book, freeheartbook.com, freeheartbook.com. Love it. Love it. Dr. Wilson, look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you so much for today. Thank, Thank you all. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. Boy, that was, uh, that was wonderful. I wish we would have had about six more hours. Uh, um, and and <laughs> we, we will. We'll, we'll continue to, uh, to work with Dr. Wilson and his team and, and see how we can get him back a whole lot more often. Uh, we're going to bring in another special guest. Bruce, I have a feeling you probably wanted to talk to Dr. Wilson himself. Uh, it's Bruce Mallinson from Pittsburgh Power, by the way. Um, we just totally ran out of time today. We Our phone lines were absolutely slammed. We didn't even get to a, a tenth of the calls we had. Bruce, good morning. Uh-oh. I've got Bruce on the line. Why can't I hear him? Bruce? Huh. Maybe he was on hold so long he went to get a cup of tea or something. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put him back in the queue. Morgan, if you could check on that for me, please, that would be awesome. Um, Lauren, we've got calls coming back in. We had a ton of calls, and I think when they realized um, we ran out of time with Dr. Wilson, I think they dropped off, and a bunch of new calls are coming in. Um, so okay. uh, I, I totally dominated that. It's uh, I was trying to cram so much so much into such a short period of time. Um, what do you have to say about all that? I mean, there's just so much more to talk about with Dr. Wilson that we, I mean, we barely even skim the surface. So 
I, I really hope that we have a chance to get him on sooner than later because, I mean, I have I have a list of questions that I I would like to ask him as well as, you know, taking callers. But um, I was really happy that he mentioned the, the, the mouth breathing um, yes. and the mouth taping because I don't know if you recall, but a few months ago I wanted to, um, to discuss that. So now I'm moving it to the top of topics and, and it's going to be something that I'd love to dive into a little bit more because there's a lot of really interesting facts that I've, I've discovered when, when doing the research around that. So I was really happy he mentioned it. Yes. And I think with anyone struggling with sleep, they should be, especially sleep apnea, they should be asking themselves if they're breathing the majority of the time out of their nose and their mouth, where does the, their tongue sit in a natural position within the mouth? And if it is falling down, because it's supposed to be up towards the roof of the mouth, which causes you to, to want to breathe out of your out of your nose, then you should be looking into tongue ties as an adult. It's something that we don't talk about as adults, but it turns out that a lot of people are discovering that they are mouth breathers because of their tongue ties that they were that were never addressed as children. And so it's it's really interesting information. So I'm I'm looking forward to being able to share more on that with everyone in the near future. Well, thank you so much for taking the lead on that. And I, I am really excited to hear that that Dr. Wilson agrees with that. And um, it's a project that really needs some attention. I don't have time. So I'm really glad uh, you've already done a lot of homework on it. Uh, and we just got some verification. Oh. You know, the other thing that surprised me, um, and I may go experiment with this now, 100 milligrams of melatonin? I've heard the yeah. recommended is like a half a milligram sometimes. I know I have some melatonin that I had for quite some time in my cabinet for, you know, evenings that I just feel like I need a little extra help. And I think it, it's the recommendation is to break it in half. Right. And I want to say they're only two milligrams. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, but, I've heard that, Oh no, those five milligram supplements, stay away from those. It's too much. And um, how many times, did we tell people, you have to be very careful with melatonin. It, it's going to lower your body's ability to produce its own. We repeated that because that wasn't the traditional health world we got that from. They won't even recognize melatonin supplements. But that was the natural health world. Mm -hmm. That is still a, a, almost across the board. Every practitioner I know keeps repeating that. Dr. Wolfson said, yeah. go look at the research. It, there's no proof yeah. that it does that. So uh, that opens up a whole new area. It does. And it was also refreshing to hear that because I, I have, I, you know, I work with people when I do, I do sometimes recommend melatonin. Right, to people. right. We do. And sometimes I, we do. And sometimes I, I get back that, oh, but it may, it, I, you know, I wake up feeling groggy and it was, Really eye-opening to hear him say, you keep doing it and that goes away. Because I, you, you get used to that and you no longer feel groggy anymore. You know, that is interesting so that, that he said, right, over time. And it wasn't even long. I think he said several days. Uh, but I have another technique. If you do start experimenting with melatonin, and I'm going to. Um, of course I am. Um, if you wake up groggy... Do four rounds of Wim Hof breathing. That'll disappear instantly. 
There you go. It, it will that you will know, go so, away so quick with the breathing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and another thing that I hear a complaint about melatonin is that it wears off, and the, and some you know sometimes I hear that it's great to get started in the night, but then it wears off somehow. It so, seems to wear off, but they have. High yes. melatonin. Yes. And one of the things I'm going to look for now and see if it's on the market, I think that the best way to deliver melatonin throughout the night would be a patch. Mm, I never thought of that. That is interesting. Yes. I'm going to go see if there's something on the market. Sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I do believe that trying to do time, you know, that was the whole failure of Oxycontin. I mean, there was a lot of failures of Oxycontin, but that was supposed to be <laughs> yes. so revolutionary because it was timed released. And even the name right. Oxycontin came from mm-hmm. continual release. That's why it was named that, mm-hmm. but it failed. It doesn't work that way. It releases the whole dose, not instantly like all the other drugs did, but it releases it over about four hours, not 12 like they were claiming. And and that's why people, yeah. you know, they kept taking these big doses of it enough to last for 12 hours. At one point, um, what was the, I th- think they had a 150 milligram Oxycontin. Oh. I know they had, oh no, I think it was 160 they had 20, 40s, 60s, 80s, and 160s, I think. Um, and those were just killing people. Yeah, those were just killing people. Um, so they, they, it, that was one of the first things they did. They took that off the market. But the continual release did not work the way it was supposed to. And think about it. How do we keep something in our digestive system long enough to release it over 12 hours? That doesn't even seem possible. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Their their technology on the pill makes the pill dissolve very slowly and release the, the, the medicine over time. But our digestive system isn't just going to let it sit there in your stomach. It, it's going to move it through your digestive yeah, system. So some people, maybe it was mm-hmm. releasing over four hours. Some people, maybe it was only two. Nobody seemed to get 12 hours of relief from it. So I think melatonin would be the same thing. You might find a time release that that gets you maybe about four hours, but I'm thinking Mm, we're just not going to get beyond that with a pill that you swallow. But a patch, which, by the way, go back to the opioids, that's how fentanyl used to be delivered. Fentanyl is delivered through a patch because it's too potent to give to somebody directly. Oh, and and you know I what, did not know that. Oh, you I, know what people started doing? They started chewing on the patches. No, yes, they, they did. Yeah, they would just chew the patches so they could get all the medicine <laughs> out of the patch immediately. Well, that's kind of similar to what they were doing with the pills. Right? Was they were. Licking them and taking the coating, the time release coating <laughs> off of them. And then crushing them up and injecting them. Yeah. 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 And that's next level. You're yeah. right. Seriously. Yeah. 
Wow, people will do for a fix. Okay, so uh, Bruce was on, but Bruce was um, Bruce was cyber squatting. He just wanted to listen to the show. Good morning, Bruce. Um, <laughs> great to have you here. You need to get our app so you can listen anytime you want, and you could also go back and listen to all the power hours. And um, the app is awesome. So that uh, God, that was such a great show. Um, Dr. Wilson is just incredible. I know. Um, you know, you know what, I, what I, I oh, go ahead. Toxin, um, sorry, I was surprised with the toxin comments. He, he goes back, what he's really doing, you know, he's, he's a cardiologist. He's amazing at what he does, but it's, it, he goes back to the foundations is what he's constantly doing. Yeah. yeah. So when he's talking about, you know, when you're doing everything correctly and you can't figure out what is going on, then he starts asking questions about toxicity. Okay, well, EMF came up. Mold definitely came up. That is a huge one because it seems to be a problem that people are overlooking all across the board. Um, but, you know, he's really thinking out of the box, but he always starts with the foundation. And then when he's covered the foundations and those seem to be, you know, all in place, then the next step is, okay, well, what's going on? Is there toxicity somewhere? And he kind of goes down his list of, of exposure absolutely and you know why it's so powerful to have this partnership with him he has that medical background medical school he understands Mm -hmm. everything about how the human body works you know they do teach a lot of that in medical school there's no doubt unfortunately they so the doctors know how all these systems work what happens then is they start to specialize and they forget about the rest of the body and because they're a cardiologist or they're a neurologist or they're a nephrologist and they get such a focus on their one piece and all they see all day long are people that have a problem with that one piece. And that's not how Mm -hmm. our body works ever now, but he has that Mm -hmm. background. He has that knowledge and, and obviously he's an incredibly brilliant guy. Um, But now he has the the holistic approach that this is never one organ. This is always the entire body. There is a problem, a root cause, and we have to find it. But the other advantage with his practice now, and it's just like I said, you and I love to be that first contact. We, we love to be the people that, mm-hmm. that make that initial change in somebody's life show them how to eat, yeah. show them how to live. And and I love doing that. But what we miss sometimes is we don't get enough of those really intense cases that are like mysteries and you have to dig into them and figure out what the problem is with testing and going over all those different areas. Uh, and, and I don't want to do that. I mean, that would take too much of our time but I do want a team that does. So he, that's what he works on every day. I mean, he, it, it's fairly expensive to go see him. I, I, we can't hide that fact. It just is. Um, it's not nearly as expensive yeah. as letting the traditional medical community kill you slowly, um, but it, it's expensive. And I, I'm, I'm cognizant of that. And I always think about that. So that's why I love bringing him on, being able to get some people, you know, a direct consult with them. Um, and we'll continue to do that. But because he sees these mysteries all the time, these cases that 
did you hear how many things that that woman had gone through? And at two cases today, and nobody found anything. And he knows how to go find those. And because that's what he does every day, his mind immediately goes to, especially when he's talking to our audience, he's not going to go over all those food things. He knows they hear that every day from us. So his mind immediately goes to, what about these things we don't talk about much? Um, Because I just don't have enough experience with them. I I mean, blood testing, looking for mycotoxins, and I I just don't have enough experience with that to to go right to that and say, well, well, what about this? So I I love the fact Mm -hmm. that that he's so good at that. I mean, every every call we had, he had a far different approach to it than I did, or you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That was awesome. Because, well, but like you're saying, he's, he's weeding out the stuff that they've already, you know, most likely have addressed when listening to your show and listening to you over the years and doing the discovery calls and the one-on-ones that he knows that the next step is going to be, you know, all right, the, the, what, what am I, what are they not addressing? What are they not thinking of? And he's able to go through his own list of, of potential, you know, culprits, basically what's, what's causing this to happen. And it's yeah. interesting that toxins seem to be a huge problem that we don't always think about, you know, more so than we probably realize. Um, so, so at least you and I now have verification from somebody who does this every day, has all that deep knowledge that you do have to think about this and address it. So even though we may not know exactly which blood test you should go take or how, and, and, uh, we could learn that. I don't want to take it too deep of a dive into these things, but now we know from his point of view, dealing with this all the time, his mind goes there. That, that tells me he sees yeah. this a lot and he's able to help people a lot when we can remediate this. Exactly. Exactly. So there's just uh, so many, my mind's going about 100 miles an hour right now. So many things I, I want to get with him and it sounds like he's open to all of them. Um, I love the fact that uh, he's so big on chiropractic. I've been big on chiropractic my whole life. Um, I'd love to work with him because I know he has a good network. Um, his wife was, is a chiropractor, well, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. She's a chiropractor. <laughs> yes, it sounds like she's the one who inspired him to, to think out of the box because he was following, you know, the, the, the typical medical yeah. you know, route of yeah. things. She was the one to challenge his thoughts and really great because look at him now. Oh yeah. Well, I love his story. He, he was, yeah, he was the traditional cardiologist and he met her at a conference at a health conference and she, she managed to turn him around. That couldn't have been easy. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the, the, like the God complex and, and how we think of doctors. Um, that's a pretty common thing in the medical world amongst themselves. Like, you know, cardiologists are, are way up high in the pecking order there. Um, neurologist, obviously, yeah. as, as well. You know, we even have the saying. Um, oh, no, I forgot the saying. I'm not a uh, brain surgeon. Yeah. I always say, uh, 
I'm not a, so we have rocket scientists and brain surgeons. I always call them um, brain scientists and rocket surgeons. And so, <laughs> you know, those, those two are very high in the hierarchy of doctors. So they, there, yeah. there's this, it's talked about quite a bit that they get a God complex and you could see why they're holding somebody's heart in their hands. You know, that's, I know. It's, so you imagine what, what, you know, an amazing human being he is to be able to say, I went through medical school. I spent all that money. I went to residency, which is a nightmare, years of horrible sleep and all kinds of stress and gets to the point where he's a renowned cardiologist, does thousands of surgeries and procedures, and then one day has to look in the mirror. And, and he, he, the very first time we had him on the show, he said this. He said, Kevin, I, I've spent, you know, that whole first part of my life killing people slowly. And he said, I want to spend the rest of my life mm -hmm. making up for it. That's an incredible human being that can admit that. Oh, definitely. Well, I, if I remember correctly, his father was also a cardiologist. Yes. And yes. he lost him at... At a kind of a, a, I think I want to say it was a pretty young age. I think and, so. You know, due to health issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that was also part of him questioning things. You know, and there's a, an interesting correlation between Jack and myself. My grandfather was a truck driver and died young. My father was a truck driver and died young. And mm -hmm. I, I want to do everything I can mm -hmm. to stop that from happening. There you go. All right. Should we take some calls? Definitely. All right. Um, let's go to Kentucky. Raymond, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, my Scottish brother. How are you? Good. What's on your mind today? Got my pipes in yesterday from Scotland, my new bagpipes. Did you? Can you play us I'm a tune? I'm trying to learn to play them. <laughs> Someday, maybe. All right. So I yesterday, it's going to take some time. It, it's not going to be automatic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna yeah you're gonna need a little practice there. But uh, once you get some practice under your I belt, think, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to have some requests. Sounds good. Maybe Amazing Grace. I, I was I, I, you, absolutely. Uh, you hit it right on the head. The first thing I want to hear on bagpipes is Amazing Grace. <laughs> well, me, me and the grandkids, we're going to play a long way in the top if you want to rock and roll together. Oh, there you go. The, and drummers. I've got, to, I've, got, I've got to learn that little riff there, hopefully. Little, little ACDC. That is the... Uh, <laughs> That song is the yeah. opening song on my my ten minute workout routine. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. That's right. It's a long way to the top if you want to do anything worthwhile. Amen. Yes, it is. Even trucking. It That's right. I mean, I've spent 20 years. I ain't saying I'm at the top right now, but I'm, I'm headed that way, I guess. There you go. Hey, you know, one one other thing that reminds me of. I went to Scott. Go ahead. Yeah, one other thing that reminds me of, one of my favorite 
authors from a long time ago. He's no longer with us. Zig Ziglar. Um, my favorite yeah. saying from his is, I'll see you at the top. <laughs> Zig's one of my old favorites, too. Yeah. And his, his, I think it's time Tom is carrying on the world, but I don't know. Got it. All right. What uh, What can we help you with today? Anyway, I had a drink of water. Well, I was going to talk to Dr. Wilson the last time we were talking. We were talking about cardiomerical for my blood pressure. And I ordered it yesterday, finally. It takes me a long time to get on the Internet and order stuff. And I did it. I got my cardiomerical coming. Okay, so we'll good. See what, see what happens here, yeah. Oh, oh! You know, one other thing I, I wanted to say. Silent, one other thing. One other thing I wanted to say. Oh, you just boy. reminded me of. Um, I believe we have the founder of Cardio Miracle on next Wednesday, John Hewlett, who's also done uh, several of the pit with me. I have an announcement about the pit. I don't want to make today. Um, so we have that coming up, and cool. also. Um, we already have Dr. Wolfson booked for December 14th to come back with us. Oh, great. Cool. Yep, already Good done. The, the team took care of it. He's already booked. Perfect. Uh, Scott, when impressed, I, I thought about immigration. I, I, I really dreamed up in my... In my convoluted mind, I'm not moving back over to Scotland so these days, really. I mean, it's, oh, it's just a different lifestyle, wonderful, little small roads, you know, little pig paths through the country. I, I love it. I, I love it. I, I would I would love to visit. There's no doubt. Um, you know, I, I grew up being told you, you I was... Been? You've got to go, brother. You've got to go. I know. I've never been. Um, I have spent so much time traveling around this country, and I just can't get enough of it, um, that I've very seldom, you know, (laughs) ventured outside of our country, and I I know I should. Um, I am positive I would love both Scotland and Ireland, and that's that's where all of my ancestors are from, Scotland and Ireland. Um, You know, the, the problem I would have... And I, I don't want to make this political because I, I'm kind of over politics right now. Um, I, you know, I, unfortunately, most of Europe is farther down that path of socialism than we are. And I, I'm, you know, sick that, that we keep following that. And I, I can't see myself moving to someplace that's farther down that path. It's the, the same I've said many times that Plan B um, if there was ever a country I actually wanted to live in other than the United States, it would probably be New Zealand. But watching how they handled all this uh, has kind of turned me off from that. My, my son is moving to New Zealand in December. Uh, yeah. So, you yeah. know, it, he, uh, he's going to work. He'll be a minister. Yeah. So yeah. I, we, I'm going to get to see that too. And we we yeah. even. We even have an official New Zealand correspondent. Paul here. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's our official New Zealand correspondent. <laughs> and now we do have, um, we also now have, you know, I don't think he's ever called me on the air. I wish he would, but he's very active on our site, Trucking Tribe. We have a, a European 
Irish consultant uh, correspondent as well, Kevin O'Sullivan. I just, you'd never guess that was Irish, huh? Um, when I when I have questions about yeah, when I have questions about what's going on in Europe and trucking, and you know, the other day I asked him why those cabovers all have about uh, a gazillion candle power of lights all over them. I, I go to him. He's always got a great answer, and and he's just one of those Irish guys that's just funny no matter what he says. Yeah, I love the trucks over too. I know. I guess they're evolved now, right? right. I, I can't they keep all so that stuff practical. straight. They just look so friggin' practical. I know. I know. Yeah, I think I think uh, Volvo bought out Skinny, I believe, and uh, yeah, it could be Volvo. Yeah. Is, is that what you guys are calling a six by two? Or um, I'm behind. You, I got to call it on the other show too. Yeah, uh, you know, Europe um, runs a lot of six by twos, but they run even more of what we would just call four by twos, which is just a, a single axle tractor, single axle drive. And then they do triple axle trailers because uh, I think their weight limit is 90,000 pounds. Uh, and they're able to scale it that way, keep the whole unit really short and maneuverable because their roads are so tight. Uh, so they yeah. do a lot of four by twos. <laughs> but John Walco was telling us the other day, I think he looked at some heavy haul tractor over there that, let me make sure I get this right, uh, that would have been an eight by two. The tractor had three, um, three rear axles, but only one drive axle. You're talking about government. I think that Scotland is still sort of on the layered system. I mean, the state layered. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't but, know a lot about. We say with say with it. I don't either, really, at all, but the lady we stayed with in Thomas on the first night, which we stayed the whole time, a 4,000 acre estate right there, yes. Yeah. And just, and yeah, I'm, I'm going back in the spring, I'm going to stay there for a while and see what's happening. Good, I'm going to, I'm going to. We stay on a lot nest, though, down at, every morning, well, here's what I want when you, you, you over, man. You gotta go. hey, here's what I here's what I uh, want when you come back. I want a picture of the sea monster and I want a full report on uh, what the country's like. I've been been. What I've I want been. I want a new update. Remember the world's changed. Oh, oh right, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Got to see the Queen's funeral from Scotland. That was neat. The Queen was being... <laughs> I dreaded flying through Heathrow on the way over. Because of the mess. You know, the Queen's death was having... It was full, right? Yeah. Wasn't too bad. So. Yeah. Hey, hey, Raymond, my, other... My traveling partner got shook down at Heathrow. Uh, other than... Uh... Other than the fact that it sounds like you and I could talk all day about all kinds of topics, um, what did you call about today? Oh, yeah, we should. Yeah, <laughs> I called about, I called Dr. Dr. Wilson on my blood pressure. I've been on hold the whole time. I, I know. <laughs> I know. It was, uh, we were so excited. I yeah. wanted to get to so many calls, but it's also been, um, it's been a couple of years. 
I, I can't believe that much time has gone by. I mean, Jack and I communicate on text, you know, back and forth over over this time. But, I mean, we haven't had time to get on a good phone call with each other. And um, we didn't even have time to get on a phone call before the show. If I would have been able to do that with him, we might have been able to get some of that other stuff out of the way. But I, I really believe, and, anyway. you know, I, I'd love feedback on this. I really believe that, just when the three of us were talking, Lauren and I and Dr. Wolfson, that a lot of good stuff came out of that. Yes, sir, Kevin. That was there were four wonderful phone calls. I'm not begrudging. I'm not saying that. Oh, no, I know. Hey, I'm going to go see the guy. Hey, I'll, 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 I'm going to go out and try to Good. Shake his hands. Well, I'm gonna do. I, I good. love the guy. Good. Yeah. Well, I'd be the, I'll be yeah. the first one to yeah. complain that we didn't get to enough calls. Yeah. Yeah. But how many of you had that for? And the first guy, he needs to get that partner out of his truck and get his own truck so he can sleep. Yeah. What if that partner's his wife? <laughs> I think it is. Well, <laughs> that could be a little problem there. I know. I'm sorry, I thought he was just. He said, "I think, I think he said he switched with with partners." Oh, maybe so. I don't know. I don't, yeah, well, I don't. I, I, no, no, I, I'm not. I, but <laughs> I swear I couldn't sleep a lick. It. This is going to. If gonna, I were a team member, you cannot sleep. I cannot sleep more than a row. I can't. Th- this is going to sound ironic, but if there's anything that keeps me awake at night, and I've even said my sleep problem is not an overactive mind. I, I've done enough meditation and, and brain work over the years that I have no problem whatsoever shutting off my mind when I need to go to sleep. And if I wake up in the middle of the night and I start thinking of things, I know exactly how to turn that off. That's not my problem. But if there was one thing that keeps me up at night these days, it's how to solve this problem for team drivers. Hmm. Wow. Well, I, I don't know any way to totally solve it. Now, you, you will sleep about the fourth or fifth shift, and you're it's a friggin' sleep, yeah, but is it restful sleep? Probably not. Uh, not to me, it's not. Not Prob- when you're about to friggin' put off a bus when they hit a you know, rust spot, you know, right? But, but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. How many times over the last eight years... Have we come across an, a mystery? We talk about it. We think, oh, there's just no way to solve this one. And then we solve it. So I, right now, when I look at this exactly. sleep thing in the, with teams, I'm like, oh, there's just no way to solve this. But I have stopped thinking that way. There is a way. We just haven't found it yet. And, and I'm going to keep digging. Um, I remember for years, I haven't been able to solve my own sleep problem. I'm almost there. Hey, oh, I was going to talk about this this morning, but I forgot. The single best thing for me that has come out of this sleep work that I'm doing with, um, well, with several people, Danielle primarily with the um, adaptogens and, yeah. and the herbs. Um, I, I did not think this was going to help solve my problem, but it did. It's been a big, big part of it. Here's the best thing that's come out of it. Um, Lauren? Have you noticed over the last week or so, um, and then again prior to me traveling, 
that all of a sudden have been really active within the company and the websites and posting all kinds of crazy ideas and coming up with new projects. And you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 when I'm on oh, the yeah. show, I kind of sound like I just uh, took a hit of uh, Adderall before I started the show. Yeah. Yeah. There, yes, you definitely have, seem to have more energy. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no pharmaceuticals involved here. Um, the biggest thing that's come out of this so far, I am now back on my favorite sleep cycle. I will wake up sometime between 4 and 4.30 in the morning, no alarm, ready to go. And I can now get up and spend all that time researching. My brain's working really well. All I'm working on now is backing up the time I go to sleep. Because if I go to sleep at 11 and I'm getting up at 4, that's just not enough time, no matter how good my sleep is. I want to get that, that sleep time back to about 9. And, and I'm working on it. But, but even without that, last night I went to bed about 10.30. Um, woke up at about 4.15, no alarm. Was out of bed and... Uh, had my red light therapy turned on by 4.30 this morning. And I love that schedule. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. I, yeah. I, I'm impressed. And I, I, I didn't think it was yeah. going to come down to something like adaptogens and herbs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Get, get, get her back 10 to 4 would be perfect, man. 10 to 4 would be another for you. Everybody that's ever studied yep. sleep tells us we have to have this certain amount, and I don't believe it's true. And I also, I said this on the call, I, I don't believe that any of our sleep trackers are very accurate. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, you're right. I exactly. agree. As much as I use it, and I'll continue to use it because it's all we have. You know, there, it, I'm not saying it's totally wrong. Um, there is good information we can get from our sleep trackers, but I hope we can make some improvements there. And what finally pointed that out to me was the ability to measure HRV so accurately with the Garmin watch. That's when I started to realize, wait a minute, something is not correlating okay. here at all. The watch is telling us that we got good sleep, that we got enough deep sleep, that we got enough REM. Well, if that's the case, how is it that our body was in high stress almost the entire time we were sleeping and our body battery did not recover at all? Something just, you can't square those two. And I know that HRV is accurate. I know that HRV is the best measurement of overall health and fitness we have. That we can prove that over and over and over. What we can't prove is that this sleep stuff is accurate. I just, now I just don't believe that it is. Well, what about the oxygen? I'm sorry. The oxygen saturation. Is that accurate on the watch? I, I turned mine off on the watch because... Whether it's accurate or not, it wasn't giving me any good information that I can act on. And after reading um, the, the book um, Breath and going through all the Wim Hof training, um, we know that just because you're at 99% pulse ox 
doesn't tell us anything. You might be at 99% because your cells can't take up the oxygen. Mm. And that's controlled Tell by... Tell me again what HRV stands for, please. Heart rate variability. HRV. Heart rate variability. Okay. So Dr. Wolfson touched on it there. So if we measure heart rate, everybody's familiar with heart rate. Every device just about can measure that. Let's say that we know our heart rate is 60 beats per minute. My assumption was, oh, well, my heart's beating once every second, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if it were truly once every second, we would be almost dead. That is not what we want. We don't want consistency in the time between the beats. So even though it's beating 60 beats in a minute, what we really want to see and what HRV is measuring is the variability of the time between the beats. So what we want to see is, okay, between this beat, it was only 0.4 seconds. And then the next beat was 1.8 seconds in between. And then it was 0.72 seconds. We want it all over the place. We want it to vary as much as possible. And when it does, it's one of the best indicators of our overall health and fitness. I was working with a company about four years ago on this. And it's funny, I just got an email from them again the other day. They wanted to know if if we could still get together and do something. And and my answer was no, because um, this was a small company and their their material was okay. It was good. But Garmin, their stuff on this is fantastic. And, And Garmin has been willing to open up, you know, a lot of stuff to us and partner with us on that. So Uh, But when I was working with that company about four, maybe even five years ago, maybe even more, might have been six, um, Ben Greenfield was also working with them at the time. And Ben Greenfield is a pretty incredible human being. He is another crazy biohacker like uh, Dave Asprey. Lauren, do you follow Ben Greenfield quite a bit? Oh, yes, definitely. He is. Yeah. What he puts his body through is oh, incredible. I know, <laughs> I know. He and I, I remember he wrote this blog post once. He was working on sleep, um, and his wife was gone for a week, so he was home alone. And he did this crazy thing where he got like uh, some kava and maybe even some ayahuasca, if I remember right, and mm-hmm. cannabis. <laughs> And he mixed up this crazy concoction of kava and cannabis and ayahuasca to see what it would do to his sleep. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Even whatever it does to his sleep, he's probably not going to remember it. Um, but it was just kind of funny the way, the way he, 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 he – Yeah, the way he described it. But um, I, I, met, I met Ben Greenfield at, a, at an NTA conference. Um, I was actually speaking at the conference one year for the NTA, and Ben was there as a speaker, so I got to meet him. Um, He's a pretty unique human being. I mean, even his body doesn't look quite Mm -hmm. like a lot of other people. I mean, he's got these really long legs, and it's just kind of, you look at him and you go, oh, 
It's like they put him together with a bunch of different parts or something. Um, but his <laughs> his ability to, you know, do endurance events and, I mean, the guy's just incredible. Uh, but his HRV was, I always thought the scale was zero to 100 because I had never seen anybody even close to 100. The best I've ever gotten, I think at one point I got into the low 80s. Uh, my worst case, and I just almost bottomed out there again last week when I was traveling, is in the 30s. Um, it will take me about two weeks of doing the protocol maybe every other day. Um, I'll get that low 30s where I'm kind of sitting still right now. Um, I'll get that up into the 60s or, or close to it in about two weeks. So I know the protocol works for that. I just need to be more consistent on doing it longer. I keep trying new things and hacking. And yeah. so now I know I just need to be more consistent. I remember sometimes he had readings that were over 100. And I don't think I ever saw a reading um, when we were working on that data under 90 for him. So even it was really great today to get um, Dr. Wolfson's take on this. And he basically agreed that that is our best marker of overall health and fitness. And now we can measure it with a watch. It's so great. Well, I'm going to get big arm and watch, man. Never know. Yes, and I, I will. I I I I do hate this about technology. Uh, I hate it and I love it. I love that it keeps getting better and better. I hate the fact that we go out and buy a three or four hundred dollar watch, and six months later they come out with a better version of it, which they did. The Garmin Instinct Two is the one that really gives us a lot of good tools around HRV. There are times when mine is from soft and clarky. Isn't that good or bad? <laughs> say that again. I swear, I mean, I can feel it. I said, I, I'm not familiar with here. I said, there are times when my heart stops and starts again. Oh, yeah. I can feel it sometimes. Yeah. That, that, that may <laughs> be, uh, that may be an, a, an arrhythmia of some kind. There are several different forms of arrhythmia yeah. that may be an arrhythmia and that would be a, a great place to consult with uh, dr wolfson on that's uh, mm -hmm. the only time i've ever been to a cardiologist he said he actually heard a murmur now i don't know i, I didn't didn't follow the reasoning there behind and i just I gave up on it got it I all right Hey, Raymond, we got to to move along today. Yeah. Do you have a question about blood pressure? And I know you wanted to ask Dr. Wolfson, but we'll take a shot at it. Yeah. A question about blood pressure. Who, who decided how high everybody's blood pressure should be? Uh, the AMA. <laughs> no, really. And, and that's a good question nope. because here's what, they, here's what they're famous for. They've been doing this for years. Whatever range they set, yeah, whatever range they set, once they decide on it, and and I don't trust anything they decide on anymore, but once they decide on it, then their doctors are, are beholden to use those numbers, and if they don't, they're, they're in, you know, they may be sanctioned by their governing body, 
It's the same thing with statins. If, if you show up with a certain number and the doctor doesn't prescribe a statin, if that happens too often, the AMA comes after them. They, infor- they don't give doctors much freedom or choice wow. on interpreting really? any. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then here's what they've been wow. known to do over the years on all of these numbers and thresholds. They keep lowering them. The minute they lower that cholesterol number from, you know, it used to be 210, the doctor had to, and, and that's total cholesterol. It's a meaningless number. But it, if it was 210 and, you know, all of a sudden we have, you know, 150 million people on statins, they lower it to 200 and now we have 30 million more people on statins. That's the, that's the whole point of their numbers. It's to be able to prescribe more drugs. So when you go to Dr. Wolfson, he exactly. won't he he will not use those traditional measurements. He's not in official practice anymore where he has to worry about being sanctioned by those those medical boards. So he will use the correct functional ranges to verify whether you do have an issue or not. Right. Very good question. Uh, have a good day. Yes. My, my, my Jacobite my brother, have a good day. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I want to hear, I want to hear the, gotta be filled. yeah, I want to hear the bagpipe soon. Let's go to Missouri. Dale, welcome to the program. Hey, a lot of things I wanted to talk to you about, but um, like that heartbreak, heartbeat variability, I've recently bought a uh it's a select comfort bed a smart bed yeah and uh i love I, I love the thing it's not your favorite bed the first few weeks until you get it figured out now is this the but, uh, is this the sleep number bed it is okay so interesting enough i have yep. one um i have a fairly new one that has all of those measurements in the bed itself and I've tested all the sleep trackers on the yep. market. Um, unfortunately, we stopped using it about the first week we bought it. And people are either going to laugh or groan when they hear why we don't use it anymore. Um, the best way to use that bed is it has an automatic setting on the the sleep number bed uses air. It's kind of like a big air mattress, but right. but so much better than any air mattress you've ever been on. It's got a, a really um, rigid kind of frame, and then the air mattresses sit down inside of, of almost another kind of mattress. So they're not, it doesn't feel like an air mattress at all, but that is the technology, and that's how you're able to adjust it so easy. If you want a more firm, you just put more air into it. If you want a softer mattress, you put less air in. But it also, when you roll over onto your side, it adjusts the air pressure automatically to compensate for that. And here's why we stopped using it. Um, Every time that, and it's not a loud noise. It's not, it won't wake you up, but it drives diesel insane. 
to the point where he wouldn't even get on the bed with us anymore. Yeah, he wouldn't even get on the bed with us anymore and sleep. And I love having him sleep in the bed. And I know that sleep hygiene says, no, get your pet out of the bed. That's one place where I'm not going to listen to sleep hygiene. I love having him in the bed. So we actually put Mm -hmm. that bed in one of our one of the rooms that will eventually be a suite here when we finally turn this into a bed and breakfast and it's just been sitting there last night last just last night first time in probably a year i told lisa i said you know i'm i'm making so much progress on the sleep thing i want to go back to see how much sleep hygiene will affect me and help me because i've said my sleep got to the point where it was so bad that sleep hygiene didn't matter. I would sleep the same out in the garage on the floor as I would on the best bed in the world, and, and, and I could make everything perfect, and it wasn't helping my sleep at all. Now I have a feeling that those sleep hygiene things will matter. So I, I want to go back to those. But I, I wandered over to that room at like 10.30 last night, and I realized there was only a blanket on the top of it. There were no sheets. So I didn't sleep on it last night. I, I will probably do it tonight, though. Yeah. I, I absolutely love ours. Um, that is the most comfortable bed I've ever owned in my life. And like I said, the first couple of weeks when you're figuring out where you need to be at, it's, it's not your favorite bed. Right. Until you figure right. it out. I, I had one years ago. the same one. I got an I-8. Yeah. I got an I-8 king-size uh, adjustable bed. It's got all the you know, responsive air like you're talking about. Yeah, the, all the, the trackers to it. But yeah, the, my favorite thing about that bin yep. is when when you get out of that bin, it has a light under it, and it lights up, and it it'll stay lit for like 12, 12 or fifteen minutes. Yeah, kind and of. It's just enough light. A nice soft glow. Walk through your and yeah, and you can walk through your 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 master bedroom into the bathroom and come back, and no, there's no stub in the toe, and yeah, right. none of that. And, right. And I I really love that. But the melatonin thing, um, I work for a, a freight company. You which you, you know we talked about this three liter truck line you used to share a dock with years ago. Yep. But uh, we have the ability to bid day runs and night runs. Uh, every year we can switch back and forth some carriers don't allow it. the one i work for does without any loss of seniority so sometimes like right now i can run uh, daytime line haul be home every day seven and a half hours a day and make about eighty thousand well if i want to make a hundred twenty thousand i could bid a night shift and work the dock for like an hour but it's a longer run right so when i periodically i'll do that and uh but then I have trouble switching my sleep over. So I would use, uh, the first year I did it, I had trouble. So I, I used the melatonin. And uh, when I quit using it, I was fine. But then uh, about the third year that I would switch from days to nights, I was smarter. I literally put foil over my windows, you know, the whole thing. So yeah. I had absolute darkness to sleep in. And I could switch, switch my sleep over in a weekend. But the melatonin, uh, that's why I used it, because you would take it, and it would help get you to sleep. And I, I sleep really well, So historically this, speaking. This is an interesting call, and you just made me think of something. 
the reason we have our circadian rhythm the way we do has a lot to do with sunlight and and you know so the traditional right. sleep cycle for human beings is we tend to want to wake up when the sun starts coming up and we tend to get tired as the sun goes down absolutely be- because that sun affects our melatonin production when we produce the most melatonin and we we switch between Lauren Correct me here if I'm wrong. We switch between cortisol and melatonin, right? Exactly. Okay. The cortisol is what wakes us up, and then the melatonin is really what is surging when we're sleeping. So the tired and whatnot. uh, Yeah. So a good cycle when we measure this is as you wake up, melatonin starts to decrease. And cortisol starts to increase, and we should see that increase throughout the day to keep us awake and alert. And then as we start approaching night and it starts getting darker, the opposite happens. Our, our cortisol production should start to go down and our melatonin production should start to go up. So maybe now that we know that melatonin, even in high doses, isn't really causing any problems. It's what the research says, and I'm going to dig into that. I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Wilson for access to that data. I want to read it. Um, maybe, maybe we can start to manipulate somebody's cortisol melatonin cycles for these team drivers. Oh, oh, you can do that is perfectly with if you had the light to hit make the cortisol kick in. An artificial one that would do that. I don't know if it has to be a vitamin D emitting lamp or whatever, but then just absolute darkness in the in the sleeper. Well, right? even even beyond that, you're right. That would be the first step. We always like to try to do it as naturally as possible. So we could probably use some light and dark to do it. Um, that may not always be practical, but what if we actually start supplementing melatonin at very specific times? Right. Yeah, and if you oh, that, that, that definitely helps get him to sleep. Right. Yeah, and you could also do blue blocking glasses at those times as well to help you yeah. know to help block the blue the blue light. There are definitely things that you can do to suppress, um, you know, what, what what typically would be waking you up. So, like the sunlight is a huge one. You know, that's that's a lot of red light. I mean, blue light. So, uh, yeah, blue blocking glasses could definitely help. Yeah, and, and hey, Kevin, I got an idea while you're th- sure. taking this out. Sure. You know how a lot of truck drivers put a red lamp in their in their vehicle because it's, they think it helps reduce glare, and whether it does or don't, I don't know. I've never been a fan of it. Right. Could you, uh, for team drivers, while you're trying to put the melatonin in at night, because the red light is acceptable and you can use it to drive, I've used it so I could just barely see enough to grab something. Could you make? Could you get a source of vitamin D or whatever so, that it is that you need out of the sunlight that makes cortisol lamp that's red that you could stick in the truck for so the uh, night person uh, when they have to wake up they need the cortisol they can have that. Not not only could I have one, I have one shining on myself right now. Sauna space. Oh, so that's, okay, so this is getting simpler and simpler. Sauna space. May, that's why I, I talk about sauna space. That's why I've been so excited about them the last couple of weeks. Sauna space makes this beautiful single bulb setup. It's mounted on this beautiful piece of wood. It's actually got a Faraday cage over it. 
They've used all the shields mm-hmm. on the cords. They, it's, I believe it's the only device on the market that is, is zero measurable EMFs. None. I can't believe they pulled this off because this bulb is powerful. Um, this bulb feels like the sun. Like you feel that heat, mm-hmm. even though the air around you is cold. Oh, really? Yeah, even though the air around you is cold, you know how when you go outside on a really uh, on a cool or a cold day, but you've got a really oh, oh, nice. I already, I've, I've done what you're doing. Yeah, doesn't doesn't that feel incredible no when your body feeling. starts to heat up because of the sun, even though the air is cold? That's what this light does. When I was a kid, we was up at, <laughs> when I was a kid uh, up in uh, northern Iowa, twenty below zero. Okay, you get out, you you get out, you're away from the sun too much when you live in that environment. Yeah, we would uh, literally go outside our parents' house as kids. One of my older brothers figured this out, and uh, it, it, it's like literally it's twenty below zero. We go on the back wall of the house, the south side, the sun's hitting. Yeah, under the overhang, and it was so hot against the back of that white house. Yeah, we, could, we would take our coat off and throw it on the steps, and we'd take our shirts off. Yeah, and we could stand there up against the house, and you're hot, right? And it's twenty below zero. That's that's what this light yeah. does. So I get I get that principle. So the beauty of no EMFs and their light spectrum. This is a hand. Now this bulb looks like what you would put on the outside of your garage that we used to call a spotlight. You know, an incandescent spotlight. Yeah. That's the size and shape of this ball. The it's it's all red glass, um, and they're hand blown. This is a hand blown glass bulb with a tungsten filament in it, and no UV rays. So this won't tan you because there's no UV in it. UV, even though we love getting the tan is also what causes aging to the skin and, and uh, all kinds of negative stuff if you get too much of it. So the beauty of this, you can use it all you want and not really worry about you know skin damage from the UV rays or getting a sunburn. Or um, I, I haven't, I don't believe that these lights help your body to produce vitamin D though. I do believe that is part of the UV spectrum that does that. The thing about that is your body can only produce so much from that light. Like staying out three hours isn't any better than staying out 20 minutes. Your skin at some point will stop production of vitamin D no matter how long you stay out there. So I'm not worried that I'm not getting vitamin D from this. Um, We're getting all kinds of great stuff. And I've checked this light um, pulls 270 watts, I think. Uh, so it doesn't take any kind of a big inverter to run this light. And it's it wouldn't be hard for anybody, I don't think, to set it up in their truck and, you know, have it shining on them wh- while they're driving, day or night. Now, what I want to do is work with the company yeah, and, and come up with, or, or maybe we go do this on our own. Maybe we just you know, buy the, the lights from them and we come up with different mounting systems in the truck. Uh, and then this is the company that sells a kit to convert your shower to a full-blown infrared sauna that has like four of these bulbs. And I, I immediately thought, 
they could make a kit to convert a shower. We could make a kit to convert a sleeper. Yeah, yeah why not? And I, so I got a let, couple other let me give you a, things for let me, you. Let me give you one quick um, fact about this bulb. So I do have a... I have the, the tunnel set up like Dr. Wilson was talking about, the infrared sauna with the like half dome tunnel that you lay in. And I have one of the tent um, setups where your, your head sticks out, but you're sitting on a chair inside this little tent. And I've experimented. Now, that is a far infrared sauna only, the, the setup I bought. But I've been experimenting with putting near and mid-infrared and red light therapy inside that as well. So when I put this one single bulb inside that tent, I could not make it to 20 minutes. I've been doing 20 minutes on this protocol for almost two years when I do it. And in 20 minutes, I usually lose a little over a pound of weight in 20 minutes. That's how much I sweat. And I've put other lights in there and that, that, that number hasn't changed. It's always right around a pound. And I check this every day. The one day I put, I've only done it once. It was right before I left on this trip. I put it in there one day. I could not make it to 20 minutes. I, I was so uncomfortable by, you know, the, about the 15 minute mark that I pushed it to about 18 minutes. I lost two full pounds in 18 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's how much I sweat. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you remember a while back you were talking about how people that do the clean eating and all that, we, uh, you can't, you, you've said this several times, it wasn't just a while back, um, over the years that we just, we look different? Yes. Okay, um, so was at my wife's, or my stepson's birthday party, and uh, he's on the standard uh, Guatemalan diet. He married a Guatemalan lady, fabulous cook, by the way. Okay. Their, their food they cook is nothing like Mexican food that we get. Right. They're heavily processed, for, I'll say crap. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they do it like old, the old style cooking. Anyhow. He's been to our house and uh, several times, and he's like, "Well, he sees how we're eating." He's like, "Yeah, you know, you, you know, you like the clean eating." And he goes, I, "I, I just like, oddly enough, real food." Well, anyhow, so we're at his birthday party. He's twenty-eight. I'm fifty-four. His mom's forty-nine, and we're talking to some people, some coworkers that he, you know, colleagues of his that came to his birthday party, and this guy, same age as him, walks up to me and he goes, "So, uh, wow, was that your wife?" And I go, "Yeah." And uh, Christopher turned around and goes, and that's my mom. <laughs> I swear to God, Kevin. He goes, how is that your mom? She looks younger than you. He goes, and how old are you? And I go, I'm 54. And he goes, there ain't no way in hell you're 54. You look younger than me, and I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shocked. I, I see and I, and it I all the time. And I, I know. Well, I got salt and pepper in my goatee, so I don't see me as looking like a 30-year-old, but other people evidently do. Well, you but know, the my wife was, and I, we was back at the house looking in the mirror and we was like, damn, we don't have wrinkles. We don't have bad complexions. Uh, we look really healthy. <laughs> so I have to start saying that differently when I say that, because I'm going to keep saying it, but here's the change I'm going to make. 
I'm not going to say anymore that we look different. We look normal. They look different. Just because they're the majority doesn't mean we're the ones that look different. We're the minority, but we're, we look normal. We look like normal human beings, the way human beings are supposed to look. It's everybody else that looks different. Right. Yeah. So then I had the thing that happened to me that happened to you. I went to vote yesterday, and I live in a, well, the county I live in, there's not one Democrat on the ticket. I think there has been a couple of times, but that's just, yeah, it's not that kind of county. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, it, anyhow, uh, they said that I was my voting privileges are, are uh, inactive, <laughs> and they say, "When's the last time did you vote?" And I go, "I've voted in the last probably eight elections. I haven't missed one." Right? Huh? Well, and, but it's a it's a, it's a very small county, and I live in the county seat. So the lady went ahead and shows. Well, let me just call it in real quick. And, and she verified everything on my license and all that. And they uh, they allowed me to vote. Yeah, same thing right. happened here. But, but she had to log me in. Yeah, but I just wonder, we know how apathetic most people are about voting in this country. I wonder how many people that happens to, and they just blow it off and say, eh, well, I'll deal with it later, and I'm not yeah. going to vote this time. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, since you brought that up, I'm going to make a short announcement um, about the pit, um, politics and trucking. I've struggled with this show forever. I developed the show over 10 years ago and attempted it several times. And I I always kind of give up on it. Usually I gave up on it because I, I couldn't get anybody to talk about anything other than just agreeing with what I said. Well, what's the point in that? Um, and that, that's happening again now. No. And I was going to try to work through it. I, I was going to try to just keep coming up with good topics and bring on good guests. And I was just going to struggle through it and see if I could make something of this. Um, I, I may do a show explaining this better. But right now, I have decided that for the most part, um, after yesterday's elections, I'm kind of done with politics. On the air, um, I will continue to vote. I'll continue to stay informed. I'm not going to spend as much time as I do now because I could use that time for far better things. And what the election proved to me yesterday is no matter how bad any party gets or any candidate gets, people are still going to vote for them. And that's on both sides of the fence. And, and if that's the case... Why should I waste my time even talking about this? Because all I'm doing is talking in an echo chamber and everybody's agreeing with me and none of us are willing to change our mind anymore. Yeah, well, that's what I call pissing in the wind. That, that's kind of what I feel like. That's and and I'm, I'm, uh, that's just a stupid thing to do and I don't like to do stupid things. So I know I have kind of a, a, right. a, a very small loyal following um, with my political views and the pit and the show, and I, I they're going to be pissed off. I'm sure I'll hear about it. But, uh, you know, it's a tiny percentage of our tribe. And we're all agreeing with each other anyway. So what's the point? Yesterday so proved not, to me. You're not changing anything. Y- yesterday proved to me. N- n- people are not changing anymore. 
when, when you can vote for some of the candidates that got elected yesterday, something is seriously wrong. A lot of people are going to say, well, the, the elections are rigged. Well, they probably are, but we can't seem to prove it. And they could be rigged in either direction, depending on where you are. And I can't change that. So right. if, if people after the two years we've been through are not willing to make any kind of a change, and we have people like Oprah and Whoopi Goldberg and all kinds of celebrities and Obama himself, and if they can come out and, and actually endorse a candidate who is, I, I don't want to keep insulting the guy. He had a stroke. Um, he wasn't all that impressive before he had the stroke, uh, if you really want to be honest about it. He's never really had a job in his life. He's a, basically a, a spoiled rich kid that's never worked. Um, but forget all that. The stroke seriously affected his cognitive abilities. And I feel bad for him, but we wouldn't hire him to fly a plane. We wouldn't hire him to fly, drive a truck. We wouldn't hire him to do most jobs because we would say, you know, it, it, I feel bad that it happened, but you're just not qualified to do this. And yet those people were willing to come out and endorse him and people voted for him and he made it to Senate. I, there's no point in me talking about politics right. at this point. Right. Uh, so I will now right. use all of that time. Right for more research and more shows that actually help people and I'll be a whole lot happier and my stress level will go way down. Everything about politics stresses me out. The research, the talking about it, the trying to make up my mind, all of it stresses me out and I'm just going to stop about 90% of it. I'm going to stay just informed enough to be a good voter and nothing more. Right. So um, I want to ask you something. I, I learned on your show today I had, uh, I you know if you remember every color, you probably cannot, but my wife and I built a house. I've talked to you about it several times recently, but yeah, uh, yeah. During, the build took two years. I had to fire the builder. Right. I ended up putting 900 board feet into it. To, it, it was a, I hate to say that our build was the worst story of building. Well, until my neighbor hired him without asking us, and he's actually screwed. They might they might lose their twenty two acres over. It. Hey, hey, both um, their house is horrible. I don't want to interrupt you. I want to continue on with the story. But both Bruce and I have some pretty horrendous stories of building houses too. So you're not alone. So during this time, what I learned on your show because I I didn't change today specifically. I didn't change what I was doing, uh, but I gained about 20 pounds. Yep. So I guess um, that would key right back in with the stress. Absolutely. Kind of absolutely. And what, what I learned today that absolutely makes me feel wonderful about all the work I've done in this, on this in the last two years, even though it's been a lot of stops and starts and... Um, I, I think I got validation from Dr. Wilson that everything I'm doing on the stress, stress protocol makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it, um, he, here's the hardest like part this, about uh, the stress protocol. This, 
like everything else I do, I think I've made it as simple as I can. I've made it easy to do in a truck, even if you have to do it when you're on the road. Um, I think I've, I'm making it easier and easier to understand. Um, the hardest part about do, it, this whole thing is just doing it consistently. If you do, the results are phenomenal. Right up on par with the results we got when we first changed our diet. Oh, you're kidding. No. No, I'm not. Because when you first go on a ketogenic diet, it, 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 it's life-changing. It, it almost seems like it's unhealthy. But right. I mean, every, it only takes two weeks, and people's like, damn, man, you look good. What are you doing? Exactly. After mm-hmm. two weeks. It, so this takes a yeah. little longer. Yeah. Right. Um, you won't get those kind of results as quick. In fact, the first everybody's going to be a little different on this. I can give my experience. I haven't done enough testing with other people yet. Uh, My experience is the first two weeks that you do this consistently, you will feel better for about really amazing for about the first three or four hours after you do it. The rest of the day, you're going to feel worse. And that takes about two weeks. Like I feel the first, couple, you know, when and I've gone back to this so many times and then quit for a while and then gone back again, I've experienced this over and over and over. The first two weeks kind of suck. You know, I, I, I do the protocol and I'm like on top of the world. I can't believe how good I feel when I get out of that cold shower or the cold plunge. And it that lasts about three or four hours. And then after that, I start to go downhill fast my energy levels start to plummet. I just don't physically feel good. Um, part of it, I know, I know what all of this is. Part of it is the detox effect. This is a deep, deep mm-hmm. detox protocol. And I don't even talk about it as a detox protocol. But we also just got verification from Dr. Wolfson. This is a huge detox protocol. And we're getting what we call a healing reaction. We start moving all those toxins out of our body. They can make you feel pretty horrible. The other thing I'm doing is, is, is even though it's only an hour, this is the beauty of this thing. It's only an hour. I do say that parts of it are very uncomfortable, but you, you actually get to the point where you enjoy that part of it. I mean, when you're sweating that heavy, it's pretty uncomfortable. When you're sweating that heavy and trying to do the breathing and holding your breath, Um, that gets a little intense. We know for most people, the cold is very, very uncomfortable. And if you do the X3 bar properly to true failure and then do five or 10 more partials, you are going to be in incredible amounts of pain, but it's very, very short periods of time. But I think what's happening is even though that it's an hour and it's, it's really not that uncomfortable, and the uncomfortable parts are very short, I feel as though I did like a, a really, really intense four-hour workout. I mean, I am just toast at the end of that day. But it takes about two weeks, 10 days to two weeks, and then your body starts to get so much stronger against this that, that all of those negative things start to go away. Is that what Wim Hof breathing is, is holding your breath? Well, let me explain. In a nutshell? No, it's not. 
It's a part of it, but it's a, it, this is very, very specific breathing that, I mean, you can read all the books out there on breathing. I recommend the book Breathe or Breath or whichever one it is, James Nestor, I think. They're all good. They're great techniques. Nobody is as as specific or, or does it like Wim Hof does. And here's the backstory to it. He, as a kid, for some reason, he grew up in the Netherlands and they have all the canals. For some reason, he said he doesn't even understand why he was drawn to just go get into the cold water. That's just weird, but he doesn't know why. So he would get into the cold water and he liked it, but he couldn't stay in very long. You know, he would shiver and and he would have to get out and he wanted to stay in. So he started working on different ways of breathing and over time came across this method of breathing that actually allowed him to start controlling his own body temperature. That's how we set these world records of being encased in ice for an hour and he can actually raise his body temperature during that time. It's all the breathing. So that's how and why he developed this. Wow. And, but so here is one round of Wim Hof breathing. The first thing you need to know is you, you, you need to breathe very differently. You're going to breathe very deep, very hard, and sometimes even very fast. And you got to switch this up. Sometimes you're going to breathe deep and slow. Sometimes you're going to breathe deep and fast. And what he says, I love this line, because when he starts to teach it to people, people will say, well, should I breathe through my nose or my mouth? Should I breathe in longer than I breathe out? And they have all these questions, and they're all like almost in a panic. I've done some of his live sessions. And his answer, he waits there nice and patiently while they go through all this stuff, and then he looks at him and says, just breathe, motherfucker. It's just like shocking. You're like, what? (laughs) What? So he's not even really specific about the breathing part other than you're going to breathe in deep and then release. But what he tells you is you want to breathe in a way that changes your physiology, meaning you will feel different. Some of the things you're going to feel, you're going to get dizzy sometimes. Your hands and feet are going to tingle your body temperature is going to change. That's what you want. So if you're doing this and you're not feeling something different, then breathe different, breathe harder, breathe faster. His app will walk you right through all of this stuff. So his app is the easiest thing to use. But here's what it is. You're going to set a number. I, I, would, I would not do less than 25 breaths, and I probably wouldn't do more than 40 unless you like to biohack and, you know, the more breaths you do, um, the more intense this can become. Lauren, you can probably jump in. You're really good at this whole breathing thing. Um, So let's say we're going to do 25 breaths. So you start to breathe and you breathe in real deep, breathe out and count one. Breathe in real deep, breathe out quick and count one. Now, one of the techniques you kind of want to follow is you will breathe in as deep as you can, but you will only let out about three quarters or even as little as a half of that breath and then breathe in again. You do your 25 straight breaths like that. When you finish your 25 breath, your 25th breath, you let the air out of your lungs, not 
you don't have to push it, let about three quarters of your full breath out, that's when you hold your breath with no air in your lungs. And that's called the retention phase. And you do it until you get that really strong urge to take a breath. You know, this isn't a contest. Nobody cares how long anybody does this. Uh, My average is about two and a half minutes, but that has changed recently uh, for a couple reasons, I think. Um, So now you hold that breath with no air in your lungs. This is my favorite part. You know, you, you think holding your breath is so uncomfortable? Not when you do it like this. And the other thing I've documented doing this, when I'm breathing hard, my goal on my watch is to get my instant stress up over 90. And it's not hard to do. It'll shoot right up if you're breathing hard enough. I have had times where during the retention, that two, two and a half minutes, even though it does start to feel uncomfortable towards the end, my stress has gone to zero during that time. My goal is to always, during the retention, always try to get my stress level under 25, which is, is the rest mode. Um, then when, when you're ready to tap out, when you really feel like you've got to breathe, you take one good deep breath in and you hold that for 15 seconds. That's one full round of Wim Hof breathing. And I usually try to do four rounds at a time. But there are times where I will do one. Because it makes me feel incredible. And Lauren, please jump in, because mm-hmm. I know you're really into the whole breathing thing. You know, well, i got to tell you something, Kevin, and you may not even want to hear this, but I think if we listen to our bodies, our bodies knows what it Absolutely. My son, is, my son is 32, and my daughter is 25. Way back when... My daughter was in kindergarten. My son was going into second grade. I had to remove their mother from the house because she was abusing them and she wouldn't go to no more counseling. Oh, boy. And I was under the the most stress I'd ever been in my life. I'm uh, now raising two kids by myself. Heck, yeah. And I would literally, I would go outside in the backyard and stand out there and, and during the wintertime with no shirt on as long as I could take it. And I would, in different times in the house, when I was just so stressed out, I would take these, and I don't know why nobody told me this, never heard about it, I just did it. And that's, I think, if you listen to your body, your body knows what to do. I would take these incredibly deep breaths, like so deep it almost hurt. And I would just hold it. And then after a while, I would let half of it out. And then I would let the other half out. And I would sit there until I was starting to get about dizzy and then i would do it again and it made me feel so much so damn better i mean i ain't kidding you i'm you You, i didn't have anybody to go to i'm my kids i had to be there for them and i can't lose my shit because i gotta help them with theirs you know hey dale that that's so weird when yeah when you get off this call i want you to go download the wim hof app and go do four rounds and then i want you to call me and tell me what it felt like wim hof Yep, just look up Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F. He's got an app, and you can download it, and it's a little confusing because he's got a lot of stuff in there. He's got all kinds of workout routines and different ways of breathing, one that helps you sleep, one that, you know, but 
but you want to do the his basic breathing method, the one that I just described. And, uh, you know, call me back tomorrow on the show or, you know, whenever you get a chance, I, I'd love to get your feedback on it. But that that thing that you somehow knew to go do naturally um, is very, very close to this. And you're right. I think your body was driving you um, to do that. And, and Wim's backstory, um, his wife, who, you know, when he describes her, he was very much in love with her. Uh, she had some pretty severe mental uh, issues, anxiety and depression, and she struggled with it for years and she committed suicide. And, and I think that's a big part of what continued to drive him to try to help people with those, with those issues and, and his method of, of doing that. And he's spot on. He's been proven right now by science is through breathing and cold exposure. I didn't know that about his wife. Yeah. Yeah. She committed suicide. Yeah. But man, when you was describing that, the basic thing to me, I was just, that staking me back in time. And I'm just like, I'll bet. I almost don't even want to tell you that. No, I'm glad you did. You're probably going to be like, oh, bullshit. I just explained. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I, I, now I, I will, I, I want to throw in one caveat and I think or Laura, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, let doc, I'll let Dr. Wilson know. I'm sure he wasn't hearing us clearly. Um, I, I kind of introduced I'm, you pretty quickly, and um, I was talking fast because that's what my brain's doing right now. Um, but I'm sure, Lauren, you would agree with me on this, that I, I kind of warn people that if you're really eating the standard American diet, you need to be careful about those signals from your body because they've been hijacked by toxins and food additives and all kinds of crazy oh, no. stuff. But once you clean up your diet, and, and I know at that time you probably didn't have a clean diet. You, you got lucky, I will say, that your body was putting through a strong signal and it was a good one. But too many people start to say, oh, my, you know, they say I should listen to my body and my body says I want Fruit Loops today. Yeah, that's your body being hijacked by, you know, bad gut bacteria is what that is. So exactly. once, <laughs> once we clean up our diet, then we are both big believers in listen to your body. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's when uh, one of the questions on the NutriQ is that you can tolerate uh, eating sugar, like sugary foods. Right. And if you don't notice like a crash after eating sugary foods, like I, it, it happens almost immediately to me that I just feel like Awful. slow and things are just moving different. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you don't notice that, then you're not tuned into your body. You, well, just, you have to remove those things in order to start to notice the difference there. Oh man. They had a deal up at the St. Louis facility the other day for a guy. And I had uh, something, uh, I think a sandwich or maybe a, maybe a hot dog. I had something with some bread on it. Yeah. And I ate that. And uh, like 30 minutes later, I, come, I was calling my buddy. And I was like, I'm yawning. I'm running a damn daytime line home. I'm, I'm I, like tapping. I I'm know. considering pulling off it, and going to sleep. So it's what? Like, yeah. It's like, Jesus. You know, the, the explanation for this is our body is an incredible uh, creation. And it can 
it can deal with a lot of really bad stuff and and we become accustomed to that and we think that's normal and when we clean up our 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 life and our body and our our diet and then we realize how bad we used to feel and people i've actually had i remember this was a common thing in the beginning and and dale i'm going to cut you loose because we have had a lot of people on hold for a long time um you know, people used to say, well, I hear all these stories about people who started eating paleo or keto, and my God, if they have one piece of bread, they sound like they're going to die. I don't want to do that. And that's kind of how it goes. But what they fail to realize is 99% of the day, I feel fantastic, and it's my body telling me, don't eat that shit. Exactly. And they use it as an excuse yep. not to do it. Oh no, I don't want to do that. If I if I just want to have one piece of pizza and I'm going to feel like that, well, you don't have one piece of pizza. You have 13 a week. And and you so <laughs> the way you feel is you feel normal. You think that's normal and it's not. So we haven't heard that mm-hmm. one in a long time, but that used to be a really common argument I would get from people because we would all come on and say wow, you know, I, I quit grains three weeks ago and, and my joint pain went away and my brain fog went away and I have more energy. And man, I, I didn't realize I, you know, I ate a bagel this morning and I thought I was going to die. You're right. That's how it feels. Yeah. Uh, and that's a good thing that it feels that way. If it didn't feel that way, you'd probably yeah. go back to eating bagels every morning. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Let's... Uh, no. Let, let's get to the calls because uh, we're going to have to wrap this up in a little bit. I have a, uh, I have a meeting I have to run here soon about something very big that I'm excited about. Um, Fred, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Lauren. Hey there. Hello. Uh, back on the road. Uh, Good. Tank full up 7.57. Good news. Good news. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out here again. So I've been out of the loop, but I caught a little bit of the Wolfson interview. Very good. I'm going to re-listen to it. Um, after, I, after I read James Nestor's uh, uh, book, because I snored like a bear, a grizzly bear, and you couldn't even sleep with me, I decided to try taping your mouth shut. Okay. Mm. And now, now, if I sleep without it, if I, if, if I just, like, fall asleep on a couch or something, I feel terrible. The next day, I, I can actually tell you I am not, I don't feel rested at all. Wow. Wow. I, um, I, I've been snoring since I'm 11. I yeah. mean, I had a bad snoring problem since I'm 11. I'm 54. So Interesting. You know, about yeah, a year is. now I've been doing this. So, and, um... <laughs> You know, I, I, I just want to jump in here real quick because I, I have to remind myself, Lauren, you brought this up to me a ways back and said you wanted to, you know, do more work with it. And I said, of course, you, you, you want to go work mm-hmm. on this, you can. I read it in the book. I, I blew right by it and thought it was kind of goofy and, <laughs> oh, come on. And, and so now to know that Lauren's done this much work, Dr. Wolfson, this is a big thing for him. You've done it, got results. I got to say, I almost blew yeah. it on this one. Well, I, I don't know if you remember when I, when I 
called you about this. I said, my wife looks like I'm a hostage because I'm taping my mouth shut. I'm doing all this craziness. (laughs) I know. And I kind of just, I kind of went along and said, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, But now I, I get it. I'm glad that, uh, well, one, I'm I'm glad that we I, finally managed to get Dr. Wolfson back on. A lot of great things are going to come from that. We've already got him back on December fourteenth. Yeah. I, I also have, I, I also have uh, an interesting HRV uh, data here. The last week, now I got my truck up and running on Friday, and my HRV has been thirty-two and balanced. Okay. Um, I, I I haven't done the stress protocol in the last month. I tried, but I just didn't. You know, with my head all in this truck and everything, I couldn't, I know I, I couldn't know. get myself to do it. Uh, yeah. So, but now um, since Friday, I've been sleeping well. Um, had a couple of bumps on the way up to Kansas uh, last this week, but I'll tell you, I've been sleeping well. And now my HRV is set thirty-seven and balanced. Excellent. That, that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, that, I haven't that, done any 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 work on it, but it's it, and I'm going to start doing it this weekend. Well, next weekend when I get home, I'm going to be out for two weeks, but I'm going to start doing. Now I'm doing the Wim Hof breathing a little bit uh, at night when I, before I go to bed. Um, Good. Which yeah, which uh, which relaxes me a couple rounds. Um, but now my stress levels through the roof. Now no more pit, and you tell me that my body saying that I want Reese's peanut butter cups is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that for you will make an exception. <laughs> now here's what we could do. Here's what we could do. We could go make our own really dark chocolate uh, macadamia nut butter cups. How does that sound? Oh, I like that. Doesn't like that sound that. good? That good. That yeah. Good. That does sound good. Yeah, and that can be our uh, yes, you know our little snack correct. before bed. Yeah, you are correct though with the Wim Hof breathing. You need to get yourself where you actually it actually you feel you feel it. Heat. I've had the tingling in my toes. I've had the heat, like almost. I think it, it's probably something similar to when uh, my wife was getting the the, the hot flashes because my whole body just feels like like hot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm. it, it's uh, with it, the and Wim Hof breathing. He. He, you know, I don't remember hearing him say that a lot in, you know, the book or some of the other things I've been through. But when he does the, the, I'm actually going through the training to be a trainer. And the last step is I actually have to do a in-person event and they're almost always in the Netherlands. And I just don't know when I'm going to get to that, but, um, in during this training, the stuff I have been going through, he really stresses that the point of the breathing is to change your physiology and don't get all stuck on should you breathe through your nose or should you breathe like he, he just says, look, just just breathe and breathe to make you feel different from what you normally feel like I I would go one step further and say, if you can breathe through your nose effectively, then breathe through your nose when you do this, because that is better for us. But if you can't, and sometimes I can breathe effectively for the first couple of rounds, then what happens is my, I know what's happening. My sinuses start to, to inflame and swell. You can feel it. 
Um, my nose is burning. I'm taking so much air in so fast through my nose that I get some swelling there, and then I can't get enough air in through my nose to change my physiology. So at that point, I'll stop breathing through my nose, and I'll start taking big gasping breaths in through my mouth. Because then something will feel different. My face will start tingling. I'll get dizzy. Uh, My hands and feet will almost go numb. And there are days where no matter what I do, I can't get any big physiological change. And I don't know why. Um, So on those days, I'll just kind of go through the motions and I'll, I'll try to do my breath hold longer um, to get things to change. But it, during the training that I've been through, he really talks about that a lot. And I, I didn't get that from the earlier stuff and reading the book or using the app. Um, I have a, a recording right, right. that I use of, uh, of one of the events I attended where he, he took us through 10 rounds of breathing. Now, maybe it was eight. I think he took us through eight rounds of breathing. And in that one, he talks about it more, too. So I, I try to get across to people that okay. it, really the point of the breathing is you want your body to feel different. And most of what you feel during that point is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I normally breathe through my nose and out my mouth. Yeah. And, and um, that, that's, that, but I do, that's a but really I healthy that way of breathing. Thing going on every so often. Yeah. Um, I do get that sinus, that sinus thing every so often, not not all the time, but every so often I get that. You know, I, I was um, biohacking. I, I talk about the fact that I do my breathing now while I'm in the infrared sauna. But in all my sauna setups, your head is outside of the heat. So one day, just for the fun of it, to try biohacking, I um, in the, the little tent setup I had, I just kind of ducked down and zipped it up over my head and tried to do the breathing. Oh my God, I thought I was going to die, first of all. But trying to <laughs> breathe through my nose, after about 10 breaths, my nose shut up like Fort Knox. I couldn't get any air <laughs> through my nose at all. And then I started to get dizzy. And then I thought, holy shit, if I pass out in here, I could die. I mean, the timers are all set for 20 minutes. I, I could, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't recommend trying this while your head is in the heat. That was a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, uh, I, I know, Lauren, you should want to get into this, but I, um, just real quick, on the lamp that you that you posted, Yeah. is that near is that near light? Near uh, no. Near here, here's the here's that? the beauty of this light. This is the about as close as you're ever going to get to the spectrum we get from the sun. It is mostly near the right amount of okay. mid and also the right amount of far. It is one of the few devices on the market that has that wide of a spectrum. Um, The interesting thing about near-infrared, the early research got this wrong. They they named it this because they claim that far-infrared penetrates deeper into our body. Well, it turns out that's not the case because far-infrared is reflected by water. And we have water right on our skin and right under the surface of our skin. So even though the far should penetrate deeper... 
on a human body, it doesn't because it hits the water in our body and then a lot of it gets reflected back. It turns out that it is the near-infrared spectrum that actually penetrates deeper. That's why this one has so much near-infrared, because the sun does. That's why I was able to sweat off two pounds in 20 minutes. I, I've never... And wow. If you know anything about wrestling, I used to put on a rubber suit that, you know clamped hard around your wrist, around your neck, and around your ankles, and yeah. the entire suit was rubber. Like rubber band. Yeah, and, and then I used to go run to be able to sweat. Or I would yeah. go into a sauna and work yeah. out to be able to sweat because it's a really quick way of dropping weight to make weigh-ins. Um, with all that, you know, for years, I've never sweat like I did in this session the other day in the sauna. I, I've never felt anything like it. Wow. I don't know if either one of you saw the interview that Mercola posted about the sunlight and the benefits. And he was talking about how good near the near yeah. uh, infrared from the sun is for you. Yep. Uh, you know, the really, um, really interesting. Very nice. Very good the, interview. The government tried to sue him over that. Oh, really? Yeah, because he <laughs> he had been working with a company to develop a line of tanning beds. And he was trying to get a tanning bed that actually was, was the natural sunlight spectrum. Most of the tanning beds are really not that good for us at all. Um, most of them are pretty bad for us. But he was actually building a line of tanning beds that would have mimicked the sun. And their claim was that there was this huge conflict of interest because, you know, he was selling something and trying to give medical advice. And I think that was the beginning of them going after him. Wow. Wow. Hmm. All right. Hey, Fred, we got to cut you well, loose. Well, we, 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 oh, go ahead. Right. Final thought? Right, well, I was, I was just, yeah, just going to say to Lauren, um, I, I really like to see or hear your, your uh, findings on breathing eventually, you know, so yes. that would be so, nice to hear. All right. So, Definitely. I, so, I absolutely look forward to that. Thanks, Fred. We'll talk to you again. Um, Lauren, I'm not positive about this. You and I haven't talked a lot about, but I've caught things here and there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, oh, shoot, I just forgot the term. Um, what? Don't you do some sort of special diving? Just free diving. Free diving, uh, that's the term. Yeah, just diving without um, assisted breathing. So you know, you know, just a snorkel, fins, and a mask. But you, you know, you go down and hold your breath for a decent amount of time and hopefully long enough to, uh, to catch yourself a fish, <laughs> <laughs> like bow hunting, but in the water. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. And, and the effects of that are incredible. My father actually is, is has always been a really great free diver and he has always raved about how he feels after a day of diving and it makes complete sense now yeah. now that we know so much about breathing yeah and what it does to the body um but i was gonna say one of the interesting findings about um mouth shaping and making sure that you're breathing out of the nose and not out of the mouth is that and you're gonna find this interesting 
is that when we breathe through our nose, the cells of our sinuses produce nitric oxide. Yes. So I read that somewhere. So what happens is, that. yeah, so it travels, you know, the nitric oxide travels, you know, directly to the lungs, it relaxes our, you know, bronchioles. So we're able to take in more oxygen and we, and we know it has a dilating effect. And so it opens up, you know, our, our blood vessels and everything. So I thought that was really interesting. That was one of the very interesting things I found about nose breathing, but you can't forget. So with the people with the sleep apnea, you can, you have to find a holistic dentist, but you, you can go see if you have anything that's causing it, most notably tongue ties. And we don't talk about this as adults, but you could have, when you lift up your tongue to the roof of your mouth, you could be limited by the amount of movement you have, which causes your tongue to stay, you know, because it's attached on the very bottom and it can cause your tongue to stay to the bottom of your mouth, which causes you to breathe out of your mouth as opposed to your nose. So you can find a holistic dentist and have them look at it. And it's a very quick procedure that they do. And I think they use a laser these days and it's super quick and they can release the tie and it heals relatively quickly. Cause you know, as you know, everything in the mouth pretty much heals like pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. And that problem can, can be alleviated by just that simple little procedure of, of making sure that you don't have a tongue tie. And if you do, just so, it so this is interesting oh. because all my life we would use that phrase tongue-tied, but we used it to mean you couldn't talk mm-hmm. at the moment. Like you were mm-hmm. so shocked you were tongue-tied. Like I, I couldn't even respond. I was tongue-tied. Yeah. That's all I thought it meant. Well, I, I actually know quite a bit about this. My son knows a ton about this now. Um my twin grandsons were born extremely tongue-tied to the point that it was affecting their ability to okay. talk. They they were going to have mm-hmm. speech issues. Theirs was so severe. Um, they were a really uh, unique, rare form of twins. Of all the twins born, not all the children born, of all the twins born, only 1% are what they call mono mono twins. And if... Mm-hmm. This can come down to a matter of days as their development is happening. A mono mono twin, they share the same placental sac. That's not most twins. They're, they're two different babies in two different sacs. But mono mono twins, wow. they share the placental sac. It's pretty dangerous um, because they can get tangled up with each other in there. And um, if if the development goes wrong just by a day or two, this is how you get conjoined twins. Oh, yeah. So this was wow. a, this was really dangerous. Um, the mother had to go into the hospital like four months in advance, if I remember right, um, to be monitored every day, and then they will not allow a natural birth. Um, they have to do a C-section to, mm-hmm. to save the babies. And then they're in the NICU a long time because they take them out early because there are just so many mm-hmm. dangers to this type of a pregnancy. So one of the issues was they right. were pretty severely tongue-tied. And most doctors do not know how to deal with this. My son had to do a ton of research and find doctors to, to work with them. And, and he did. And, and now they're, you know, they 
they're kind of like me and Michael, they talk a mile a minute. And um, so it, that was a, a really interesting, I had no idea about any of this tongue-tied stuff. You know, it's, it's quite interesting. And there's a lot of research recently coming out about this tongue tying and, and really just basically just saying, you know, shedding light on the dangers of being a mouth breather. Yeah. And there, you know, it's really dangerous for cardiovascular health, but also simple things that you wouldn't think of. Um, if your mouth is dry, you have to breathe different bacteria in there. So you yes. can have all these dental issues. So there's a lot going on in terms of the research around that lately. So if anyone's curious, you can find a ton of information on it right now. Well, you, But um, it's definitely something to consider and to look into. Yeah, and uh, we're going to look forward to you bringing us more information about this. So thank you. Definitely. And let's, uh, let's take one final call. Um, Morgan, if you are listening and we get any more calls, just, uh, let them know we're done for the day. I got to take this call three hours, no breaks. Uh, I got to take this call and then get ready for a meeting. Uh, Kirk in Missouri. Welcome. Hey, Kevin, I missed you. Uh, I used to listen to you. I've lost you. I did. How did I get a hold of you for going forward? Hey, welcome back. Well, I don't know. How'd you get a hold of us today? Hey. Well, I I got an email on let on truck. Let's drive. Let's awesome. Truck, and uh, I just so, so my computer PC won't let let me access you, but it's it. on my smartphone. But anyway, I, so I'm a I'm a tattoo sixty five. I turned sixty five six months ago, and uh, it's no that's no Tom T Hall song. Okay, that's the truth. That's my hate. <laughs> got it. <laughs> and uh, he was in a bar, he was in a bar in Miami. But anyway. Um, I'm type two diabetic. I used to weigh three fifty, probably two forty. May one C still bumped up, but I, I'm luck out on my DOT. Um, I, I, blood pressure. So I give I give Red Cross, and a lot of times I get turned away because my I, my uh, I take Neo forty, then I'm okay. But then uh, if I don't, I, they turn me down. Okay, I, I'm up over. It's kind of high. So. Um, then my knees, if I take a walk, you know, my age, my knees, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, so, uh, they kind of, I Kirk, can't walk like I used to. Kirk, let me correct something. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that you can't walk the okay. way you used to, but we need to stop blaming it on age. <laughs> age has almost right. nothing to do with this. We've been brainwashed into believing that, and it's just not true. I am more physically fit with virtually zero pain, uh, and I'm about to turn 60. Um, I could not say that when I was 30. I had all kinds of pain when I was 30, and I had all kinds of digestive issues, and, and all of that is gone, all of it. I'm looking forward to when I'm about 85 and I'm, you know, playing out in my garden and I watch some teenager walk by and throw a beer can on my lawn, I'm going to go kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. So it's not age. It's our diet and our lifestyle. It can all be fixed. That's that Marine coming out in you. Yeah, well, I was uh, I was a dog face, but same thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I knew he was in real. I listen to you on radio all the time. But anyway, I lost you. I'm back. Right. Is there any way I can keep listening to you that going yes. forward on a podcast or something, too? We are live. How, it, what it, I do? Just let me explain it to you. We are live Monday through Friday, 8 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, okay. 11 on the East Coast. Um, and you can listen to okay. us every day live, and you can call in. All you have to do is go get our app for your phone. So you just go to whatever uh, store you get your apps from, look up Let's Truck, you download the app, and not, oh, okay. only, not only can you listen to us live every day, and there's even a button right on there. You can call us right from your phone. You just hit the button when you're in the app. But every, oh, we, yeah. don't, we don't do commercials, so no interruptions okay. the way we used to have on Sirius. And every show we do is archived in the app forever. You'll never lose any shows. You can go back and listen oh. to anything you want, anytime you want. Okay, because uh, you got two years ago, you got me on keto and Good. I lost weight. Got my hey, got I, back, got back, going, going. Let yeah. me um, let me give you an easier way to do it the second time. We've gotten better over the years. Okay. So instead of trying to explain right. to everybody what keto is. And what foods you can eat and what foods you should avoid. And, you know, you got to have this much fat and, and mm -hmm. all that stuff. We have found incredible mm -hmm. results with what's called the carnivore diet. And on carnivore, you, oh, yeah. it, it's faster than keto. Most people get better results faster. And it's so much easier for me to explain. Your goal on a carnivore diet mm -hmm. yeah. is to eat as many animal products as possible all day. Meat, fish, eggs, and dairy, if you can handle dairy. And we do stress that you try to get the best quality of all this stuff you can, but don't worry about that too much in the beginning. And that's it. Now, if you mm -hmm. eat some vegetables okay. here and there, or you use a condiment here or there, a seasoning, I don't want people to get all freaked out and think they're not carnivore. We, we actually kind of refer mm -hmm. to it as carnivore-ish. The more animal products mm. you eat and the less other foods you eat, plant foods or whatever else there is out there, the faster you'll get results and the better you'll get results. So you pick and choose what level you want, but it, it really helps people easily know what they should be eating. If you're hungry, look around for something that came from an animal and eat it. Okay. Okay. We we that. we are finding well, more. Yeah, we are finding more and more that is crazy as this sounds. Even if we're talking about you know organic, homegrown vegetables, I have a huge garden. If you start listening to the show, you'll find out I talk about my garden a lot. And yet, I, oh, I yeah. we are finding the fewer plant foods you eat, the healthier you are. So we're we're getting very very picky yep. about the plant foods we do eat. I, I'm not. I, I will never put get plant foods completely out of my diet. I, I'm just not going to. Um, but I'm I'm getting very right. very picky, and I'm learning what plant foods we can eat without causing a lot of problems. Um, and that that's a more deeper conversation. So the the way to to remember this is. The more things I eat that comes from animals, the healthier I'm going to be. The less plants I eat, the fewer problems I'm probably going to have. 
I knew you uh, fermented a lot of your... Uh, yes. Oats. I knew that. Yeah, and that is one of the ways we can eliminate the problems that plant foods have. Plant foods have a lot of problems. And one of the ways we can minimize those yeah. is by fermenting them. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad I called it. It's like my old, my philosophy is you ain't got nothing to lose but doing it, do it. So I'm like, well, what have I got to lose by calling in and listening to you? Not I'm, a thing or everything to gain. I'm glad so you did. Appreciate it. I'm glad we sent out that email today, and I'm glad it got to you, and I'm glad you called, and I'm glad you're back. Welcome back to the tribe. Okay, Kevin. All right. Thanks very much. You're you welcome. And, and Lauren. Yes. Bye. Take care. You're welcome. All right, Lauren, final word goes to you. All right. Well, today we are going to be launching a new Lauren's plate, so keep your eye out for that. Um, basically, it's what I'm eating for lunch. It's how I stage my plate, so... I love uh, that. If you want some inspiration, some food ideas, be sure to check it out. And then we are bringing back the After Hours live Q&A here very, very soon. Um, we will now be doing it on Facebook instead of Healthy Tribe so that we can reach more of you guys. Fun. Um, that will be taking place. Yeah, it'll be taking place on Wednesdays after the shows. So, um be sure to stay tuned. However, on Monday, this coming Monday, November 14th, we're kicking it off with a special edition where we will be talking about how to navigate the holiday spread. So we'll talk about, um, you know, for those enjoying the benefits of eating a healthy diet, we'll give you some tips and tricks on how to keep it up during the holiday season. Awesome. So join us on this coming Monday. Awesome. All right. We have just got a lot of exciting stuff going on. We do. We absolutely do. Did, and I'm excited that we already have Dr. Wilson, you know, set up I for, know. Uh, did I you know. say December 14th? 14th, I believe. Let me go back and double check okay. that. Um, I had a note here. December 14th. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. And here's another date to remember. I've, I've let out a few teasers. Um, December 8th. December 8th, when you log into either one of the tribes, things are going to be different. That's all I'm going to say right now. They may be very, <laughs> very different, depending on how much that... That's what the meeting I've, I've got to run to. I'm, I'm holding a team meeting to... Um, really start making a deep dive into this. Um, with Over the next several months, there are going to be massive changes made to our entire web presence. And, and here's what we're fixing. We know this has been a problem. We haven't been able to fix it up until this point. So we have a lot of information, a lot of resources. But my God, trying to explain it to somebody or trying to find what we have is a nightmare. You know, I've got to say, okay, well, if you go to letstruck.com, um, that's where our store is. That's fairly straightforward. Um, but you could also read about our fuel gauges app there and our, our accounting software profit gauges is there and you need to sign up for it there and start there. And, and then, oh, if you want to learn about all the courses we have or take any of our courses, you have to go to learn.letstruck.com. And then 
We have our tribes, and our tribes are kind of like Facebook groups, except they're our own site, but there's two of them. So if you're interested in health, you have to go to healthytribe.com. And if you're interested in trucking, you have to go to truckingtribe.com. And then, oh, by the way, <laughs> we have an app now so you can listen to our show. And here's how, oh my God, it makes me crazy. And we have multiple sign-ons and, and you know, I love that we have that much stuff. But so many people are missing out on it because it's too hard to get to. And it's not their fault. It's our fault. We now, because we've, we've gone back and we've been doing so much work on our own platforms, um, we now are, are at the point where we're going to be able to start fixing all of that. And we will have... Uh, December 8th is just the start, and I don't even know yet how much of this will be live on December 8th, but that is an absolute hard date. Something will change on that date. How much will change, I don't know yet. Then all of this other stuff that I'll be talking about over time will be coming pretty quickly. It's going to be a big focus for us, but it, it's, it's really going to come down to one space where you can access all of this stuff really easily. And at some point, we may even be able to pull off a single sign-on for all of our services that need a sign-on. That, that's still in the works, but I'm pretty encouraged about what we may be able to do there. And we will come up with new pricing so that you have, a one, you have one subscription to cover all of this stuff. That's our goal. We're getting very close. We can't promise that we'll be able to pull all of it off, but I think we can. So... Our pricing model is going to change. Here's our goal when it comes to pricing. And I'm going to, you know, talk to the tribe here and ask for some help. Um, losing Sirius was a big financial hit for us, no doubt about it. In the beginning, it didn't seem like it was that big. Um, but not having that kind of reach to bring new people in. Um, and there were people that listened to us casually. You know, they weren't the real diehard tribe fans, you know, hated when there wasn't a show. They were the people that, yeah, if they happened to remember, you know, they would tune in and listen. But they supported our store too. And I think over time, we've lost a lot of them. Um, like this guy today. Mm -hmm. He didn't know where we were for the last, what, eight months? One email. Um, we are not marketing heavy yet because we're not ready to market heavy. We don't want people to new to come into the tribe quite yet because I don't want them to see all this confusion. So it, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's taken a toll financially. We're fine. We're not going to go away anywhere. I'm not in fear of bankruptcy, but we're significantly down in our revenue, um, which means that we can't pull off as many projects as quickly as we could. So part of this new model is going to be pricing. We want people to subscribe. We want people to pay us. Um, one, it keeps us in business and we can keep doing this. But two, we just find that people that pay for things appreciate them more and get involved more. It makes the whole tribe better. Our two tribe sites, you know, we're charging three bucks a month and that was really just to keep the trolls out. But we found out that there's a lot less activity than there used to be, but it's better activity. We have tribe members who answer questions in there now and get involved, and we want to create more of that. So we are going to charge more, but we're also going to offer a lot of our stuff free still. So we're, we're looking at what's called a freemium model. We'll have a lot of information available free. 
you know, it's kind of like the drug dealer model. We're going to give you some free drugs and get you hooked. And then you're going to be, you know, you're going to want it so much you're going to pay us. Uh, And then we're probably going to have two pricing levels. You know, a really reasonable price that gets you access to to quite a bit of information. And then uh, what might some people might consider a fairly high price um, that will get you access to everything we do. Everything. You'll, You'll get it all. And we'll start talking about it because there's a lot of stuff there that people don't even know about. Uh, along with that, I'm, I'm hoping to pull off a, um, a video studio. So we'll, we'll also be live streaming all of my shows on video. Wow. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot going on. And that's about, uh, I got to get to that <laughs> meeting here soon. So uh, December 8th, we will flip the switch on whatever we have built out on that day. And I don't know what that's going to be yet. Today's meeting is a big part of that. Um, but after that, whatever's done, we will continue to build on. Uh, it'll be a big priority of ours. So uh, that's what we're excited about. That's Yeah, that's great stuff. All right. We look forward to it. I've got to wrap this up, Lauren. Thanks so much for today, as always, and all the work you do in the background. And uh, today's Wednesday. I'll be back. Thank you, tomorrow uh, for a free-for-all. Anything goes. So we'll see you then. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.